is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, happy Friday to you on The Monty Show, presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. You guys, it's a holiday weekend. You know that bad things happen on the roads during holiday weekends. If you're out there enjoying yourself, riding a bicycle, riding a motorcycle, driving your car, and you get into an accident, man, get to theadvocates.com as soon as you can. Chat with an attorney live online for free, 24-7, 365, all weekend long. You never pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. The advocates wish you a very happy Labor Day weekend, but should you need their help, they are ready to serve you at theadvocates.com. Major breaking news this morning uh, as the ACC is expanding, and it is uh, shocking the details uh, coming out of ACC expansion. Um, Let's get right to work on this story because I'll tell you, we have really um, talked at length about SMU's role in this, and I think it is significant. The ACC this morning voted to expand with Stanford, Cal, and SMU. SMU will take zero TV and media distribution dollars for nine years, according to our sources, nine years With zero TV media distribution dollars, Stanford and Cal will each get $12 million a year. And obviously, this is just groundbreaking, shifting, shocking, major league movement in college football. The ACC, I think, did something today that was required for them to survive because One of the things we've talked an awful lot about is what's going to happen with Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina. We have tried as many ways as we know how to understand how Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina will exit the ACC. You know that the ACC has a a rock-solid, locked grant of rights through 2036. That requires a $120 million buyout, but also a vote of the other league's members for that institution to leave. Now we are told this morning that a large part of ACC expansion is related to Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina exiting the ACC within five years on a negotiated basis, which is likely the only way that those three schools would get out. It is a foregone conclusion that it is now when, not if, So a significant change is coming from the leadership in the ACC on messaging about Florida State, North Carolina, and Clemson leaving the ACC. And yes, it's huge that the ACC added Stanford and Cal with SMU. But there is no doubt the bigger storyline, the headline, the shocker out of ACC expansion is that within five years, the ACC believes Florida State Clemson and North Carolina will leave the ACC 
Jake, is that good or bad for the ACC? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any way around it. It's not great for the ACC. I mean, you, you're you're basically adding these three teams in an effort to backfill a future departure of your conference. And no, in my opinion, Stanford, Cal, and SMU uh, don't have anything on those three brands. And I think that, you know, again, we've talked so much about how, you know, brands like UNC and Clemson and Florida State, those are all potential Big Ten brands. You know, obviously Clemson and UNC are no doubt about it Florida State I think is a pain in everyone's side so where they end up I'm not exactly sure probably the Big Ten but you can't tell me they're not going to chase the SECs so to me I look at this situation and I say yes this is great the ACC is expanding but this type of expansion in my opinion is definitely different than what we saw with the Big 12 the Big Ten or the SEC the SEC took Texas and Oklahoma because they saw an opportunity and they saw two brands that fit into their conference nicely. That made a lot of sense for the SEC. It was not about future survival. It wasn't about, hey, we're going to lose other brands in the future, so we need to backfill. No, we just saw Texas and Oklahoma. Nice fit in our conference. Okay, great. And that was the same logic that the Big 12 and the Big 10, in my opinion, used as well. Adding nameplates to your conference that bring value, with your TV partners, value to your current member institutions, like all of that made a lot of sense in terms of expansion. This side of the ACC, in my opinion, is quite different. This is, hey, we're going to add the remnants of the Pac-12 with Stanford and Cal, and we need SMU to take no money for nine years to facilitate it, essentially, with our member institutions. And by the way, we needed ESPN's help a little bit too. So so to me, this is this is basically just the ACC being like, hey, we understand what's coming in five years. We're going to do everything we can to to fortify ourselves because we don't really see uh, another you know nameplate institution leaving its conference inside of the next five years. Because if you thought that you know uh, any brand you want to point to in the Big Ten, like if you thought as an example Nebraska, let's say, or just some nameplate Big Ten brand was going to leave that conference and you'd have the opportunity to bring them in, you wouldn't have done this. And so I think the ACC is essentially saying, hey, this was our last best chance to backfill what we think is going to happen inside of five years. And I can't say I blame them, but I'm not sure how all of this is going to work out. Obviously, there's going to be scheduling issues. They're going to have to figure all that out. You're going to have to figure out you know, money and how all of that sort of works together. We've never really seen a conference go from the East Coast to the West Coast. So I think there's a lot of question marks here. Well, one of the details that we have been told this morning is that the ACC has a travel schematic in place now um, to ensure that their current members do not end up going to the West Coast every year. Um, those details are pending, but my guess is you're going to see that schools don't go to the, the West Coast every year to play Stanford and Cal. My guess is you're going to see that every two or three years. Teams will go out. I think you are going to see that there are going to be neutral site, big games, depending on the quality of Stanford and Cal. Uh, I think basketball becomes an integral part of the equation in the ACC because of the travel. But I think this story with FSU, Clemson, and North Carolina is a big one. And the question is, and this is what we've, we've reduced this to for weeks and months now, where does Florida State fit in? Because I have no problem believing that the SEC would add, would add Clemson. I, I know for a fact, as we've reported from sources on this show for several months, that the Big Ten values North Carolina at a very high level. I have no idea where Florida State fits in. 
Does Clemson and Florida State belong in the SEC? Potentially. But are you telling me that Florida is going to lay down and allow Florida State to join the SEC? Maybe the SEC adds them anyway, but I highly doubt that. Why, why would you tweak Florida to get Florida State? It'd be different if Florida State was a national power that wins on a regular basis. But frankly and bluntly, Florida State does not win, especially in football, which is what this ACC expansion was so focused on from a revenue perspective. All of these moves and deals were cut to generate more football revenue for those that win games of consequence on the football field. ACC expansion with Stanford and Cal and SMU was not certainly pointed at basketball. It is directly pointed at winning games on the football field. That is your quickest ticket to bigger revenue in the ACC. It does not make a lot of sense to me that the SEC would add Florida State with Florida there. I've been told so many times by sources in college football and television that Florida is a passionate no on Florida State to the SEC. And I get that. But having said that, USC was a passionate no to Oregon joining the Big Ten. And here we are today. So anything is possible. But I can tell you unequivocally, Florida State's a no in the Big Ten from what I've been told, unless something dramatically changes. So I don't know where Florida State's home is. Clemson and North Carolina can write their own ticket. I don't think you can say the same thing for Florida State. And I think it's a huge part of this deal again this morning that the ACC is planning to lose Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina within five years. That is not a long time. And note it's within five years. It's not five years from now. It's within five years that the ACC is planning on not having Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina. And one of the other things I think is so shocking about this is that the ACC was able to flip North Carolina State to a yes. And why that is significant, North Carolina and North Carolina State generally act in lockstep. Bubba Cunningham has talked about that. Bubba Cunningham, the athletic director at North Carolina, has talked about that. Now, Bubba's also said that he's always going to do what's best for North Carolina, and that's clearly what happened here. But it's a little surprising that North Carolina State voted in opposition, direct opposition to North Carolina. Those two, I think very much like Arizona and Arizona State, recognize that when they act in concert together as a, as a two-person vote, they are far more influential than they are when they act in opposition. And now it would seem that North Carolina, who put out a statement last night vehemently opposing ACC expansion with Stanford, Cal, and SMU is now directly opposed to where North Carolina State is. And that is perhaps the most surprising part of ACC expansion. I think that adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU is the, the, the understory here. It is secondary to the fact that the ACC believes they're going to lose Florida State, North Carolina, and Clemson within five years and that North Carolina and North Carolina State are now not acting in concert. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the the you know, the Pac-12's, you know, lack of foresight, lack of ability to see the future is clearly shining in this conversation because yes. the ACC saw what happened in the Pac-12 and said, "Hey, like as soon as, you know, Carol Fulton and USC got off the phone and reached out to Kevin Warren in the Big 10, like 
dude, like that was that was the end. And and we know that that you know our member institutions are going to do what's best for them. And and we understand that. We don't love it, but we understand it. And I think that you know again, like I've said, if you're gonna if you're gonna expand. It's not always when you want to. It's when you have the opportunity to because you can't just go, you know, to the Big Ten, let's say, and reach out to one of their member institutions and try to get them to jump ship. That's no. that's unethical. That's a bad look. And so you basically, if you're the ACC, had an opportunity to add back what you could, so you took that opportunity. But I just think we're, we're in the bigger picture outside of the ACC, like for college athletics, we're seeing something – that I think everyone's talked about for a long time and thought maybe it could happen, but now it's actually happening where it's like, hey, the fear of your conference burning down and dissolving is a stronger force than adding SMU just on premise alone, right? Like two years ago, the ECC wouldn't even acknowledge SMU's existence. Not even two right? years like, ago, probably two months ago. Two months ago, sure. But <clears throat> right? now we're in a place where they're like, hey, yeah, we need to add these member institutions because we know that these schools are probably going to leave and we don't want to be hung out to dry. It, it is. That's the shocking part. This is not good for college sports. And I think you look at adding Stanford and Cal, this is, this is just from a logistical standpoint, this is really stupid for Stanford and Cal. And I, I, I think the ACC is going to leverage Stanford and Cal for the revenue and the, the income and the ATM machine that those two universities represent. Stanford and Cal are going to travel a significant amount of miles here. It is bad for their student athletes. It is bad for the academics. It is bad for on-field performance. There's nothing good about this for Stanford and Cal. Nothing. It is a mistake. It is foolish. It is selfish. It is, it is just, in my opinion, this is really, really dumb by Stanford and Cal. And I understand you want to stay P5 and you want to make that bread, but then what good is that fucking endowment that I'm tired of hearing about at Stanford? Oh, we have a billion dollar. Okay, congratulations. What did you get out of it? You got bad logistics for your, for your students. You got bad logistics for their mental health. You got bad logistics for winning games on the court and on the field. So congratulations, you're a sacrificial lamb to the bigger brands in the ACC. What did Stanford and Cal get out of this? Did you get easier access to the NCAA tournament? No, you didn't. You didn't. Did you get get better relationships out of it? Not than you had in the Pac-12, you didn't. I, I don't understand what the win here for the for Stanford and Cal is. Yeah, I think it's singularly P five status. That's but it. You're, you're, but what does that mean if you're only getting twelve million dollars? Oh, I agree. I mean, you you you. What Stanford and Cal have done here is they've said, "Hey, we just want to keep and I, we should stop saying P five P four status." That that's what that's that's the only thing that this gets you. I mean, again, because what you just yeah. said, right? You're only getting twelve million dollars. It's not like you know you're getting the proposed Apple deal money. Right, Apple was willing to pay you more than this is going to get you. So this is where I say, okay, if you're Stanford, what's the game plan moving forward? Because all your money is essentially tied up in the playoffs of basketball and football. Yeah, and I, I think one of the other parts of this that you really have to look at now is what's next for the Mountain West. Because now, if you are Washington State and you are Oregon State, what did we report earlier this week that Scott Barnes, specifically Scott Barnes at Oregon State and the, the leadership at Oregon State were aggressively pursuing avenues to remain a P5 contender? Yeah. That's dead. It's over. The, the, this idea, this idea 
that you can somehow keep the Pac-12 as a P5, that's done. That brand is dead. You cannot have, and, and we can sit here and we can fabricate and hallucinate about, oh man, if we uh, merge with the Mountain West. No, that's over with. There's no merging now. You're going to, Oregon State and Washington State, and maybe I, I, I just am reading this incorrectly and people that we talk to are completely wrong. Oregon State and, and Washington State have to join the Mountain West. So what choice do you have? I the mean, AAC, you've lost the leverage. The AAC is not an option. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 again, like, dude, Stanford and Cal are only getting $12 million from the ACC. Like, Oregon State and Washington State going to the AAC just is not viable. There, there's just not enough money there, and it's not worth your time. And by the way, I think... Dude, going into the Mountain West for Oregon State and Washington State, yeah, I get that that's a step down for you status-wise, but ultimately that's going to bring you more reliability, and I'd be really curious to see, based on the money that you weren't making in the Pac-12, just how much lower the profit margin actually is, because you can't tell me that you were making hand over fist in the Pac-12, because I know you weren't. I know you weren't. You made enough money to, to renovate Reeser, you made enough money to, you know, do some nice things, but you can't tell me that you're avoiding the Mountain West because of solely just the money. Because at the end of the day, that TV contract's going to get renegotiated. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think most people understand that when you add teams like the ACC had to renegotiate their grant of rights with ESPN with their TV distribution partners to add Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Right. The Mountain West will have to do the same thing. And undoubtedly, there will be a bump in pay there from CBS and Fox. To what level, we don't know. You would think that opposite of Stanford and Cal, Oregon State and Washington State will come in as full share revenue members. I just don't know what other choice you have. I'll go back to Washington State first here. They're broke. They, they athletically are insolvent. They're in a massive hole. You look at the debt load for the research stadium rebuild at Oregon State. Like these are critical financial decisions. Are you viable as an athletic department? Well, Cal's taken $12 million in, a, in an athletic department that is also by most account insolvent. They're broke. They are in massive debt for Memorial Stadium in Berkeley. You have a huge travel bill coming your way. The other part of the ACC expanding with Stanford and Cal that Washington State and Oregon State will not have to worry about is the influx of human cost. You have to add human infrastructure at Stanford and Cal because you have to have more tutors. You have to have more athletic support. You have to have more online infrastructure to support longer road trips, more time away from Stanford and Cal. And ask yourself this about Stanford and Cal. And I know you're if you've watched this show for any amount of time in the last six weeks, you're tired of hearing me say this. How are you supposed to be an athlete, a college football player, a college basketball player, and you're away from, from the Stanford campus for 10 days at a time? How are you supposed to achieve academically which is the only reason you go to Stanford. Yeah. Because let's get something straight right now. You don't make Stanford your first choice if you're looking to play in the NBA or the NFL. Facts. 
You make Stanford your first choice if you're looking to play as a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, a researcher, a... That's why you go to Stanford and Cal. Yeah. So how are you supposed to achieve at the highest heights of academics at, a, at an institution like Stanford or Cal that's already incredibly difficult to do that at? It's so difficult to achieve academically if you're hundo P on academics. If your entire focus is A plus every test all the way. You're probably failing at that. So what do you say to a Stanford basketball player, a Stanford football player that's now got all of this extra travel that like in football, it's much less because let's say you're playing Florida State on a Saturday afternoon. Okay, well, that game now fucks up your body clock because if it's a noon kickoff, Eastern time, let's say, that's 10 10 a.m. or excuse me, 9 a.m., in the Bay Area. Yeah. Bad for your physical, bad for your mental, bad for your sleep schedule. You leave on probably Thursday. You stay there Friday, and then you come back Saturday night. Oh, that's a red-eye flight. That's right. So let's say the game, if it's a nighttime game, you're you're a red-eye flight. So can you play night games on the East Coast? You're probably going to have to. But do you see the travel logistical questions here? Yeah. And the mental health that we're talking about. I don't know what you say to Stanford students and Cal students. I don't. Now, a Washington State and Oregon State athlete does not have this issue when they join the Mountain West. You're you're taking, we're talking about going to Fresno. We're talking about going to Boise. We're talking about going to Reno. I'm talking about not leaving the Pacific time zone for the most part. It, 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 this is, this is wild to me. All right. Less of us, more of you. The big story this morning, uh, breaking news out of the ACC. The ACC is expanding. They will be adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Um, SMU will get, this is wild, no TV media distribution money, according to our sources and television, for nine years. Nine. Nine years. They will get all of the other revenue distribution, as will Stanford and Cal. They will get college football playoff money. They will get NCAA tournament money. They will get partnership, all of that stuff. They'll get all of that money. Revenue streams outside of things like the revenue from the conference championship branding rights or whatever. Right. They're going to get that. Simply, SMU will take no TV or media distribution money for nine years. For nine years. Stanford and Cal will each get $12 million dollars Per season, the ACC was able to flip NC State, which is stunning because North Carolina went out of their way last night to release a statement of absolute negativity and a hard no against ACC expansion with Stanford and Cal. And what did they cite? Travel logistics. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. The bigger lead here, the ACC is planning... Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina will leave the ACC by negotiated exit is the term that was described to me uh, within five years. Now, that's a very deliberate term. That's not something you just pull off the top of your head. No. They are negotiating an exit. And what that tells me is we are going to get industry realignment. TV, 
media partners, advertising partners, conference, NCAA partnerships are going to have a significant role in realignment and and conference expansion. I think that's how the grant of rights in the ACC will be broken. I think that's how Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina will get out of the ACC. You knew it wasn't simply going to be J.P. Morgan Chase is going to give us $120 million, and we're going to get our way out of the grant of rights. To do what exactly? You knew because, not to be redundant, but Florida State has very limited options here. Yeah. So I think you knew it was going to take an industry action, and that's what this is being described to us as. A negotiated exit yeah, for Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina. And I think North Carolina and Notre Dame will bring the Big, the big Ten to 20 teams. That's, that's my feeling on it. That's the, the feeling that I get. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Stanford, Cal, and SMU are expected to have votes today or tomorrow uh, to accept formal invitations from the ACC, which will go out today. Glad we so, got this done before kickoff. Yeah, the formatics are... The formatics are simply now being executed. So there you go. Let's get your thoughts in on this. Um, As always, the comment section, college football on this show in general, is presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy, the official energy product of the Monty Show. Time to roll. Okay. Let's do this thing. It is is 6.30 Pacific. It is 9.30 Eastern, and I'm ready for a mental lift. That's why I turned a buckshot from uh, Bucked Up. 200 milligrams of caffeine, but this is going to give you a mental bump. It's like you connected booster cables to your epidemiology yeah. glands and shit in your brain. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, I can feel my frontal cortex. That's not true. Uh, but anyway, Bucked Up gives you 200 milligrams of caffeine in their buckshot. And the thing, yeah, it does. It, uh, you know what? Apps of vitality. Well, I don't have that problem. I I have the reverse problem. After four hours, I should probably see a doctor. But my point is, Bucked Up's going to get you going. I love my guys at Bucked Up. Um, I understand so many people have been um, saying, hey, uh, Buckshot's always sold out at BuckedUp.com. Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. And if you go to BuckedUp.com, you can get watermelon. Now, this is just my opinion. Watermelon's the best flavor of Buckshot. Water. Water. Water rice. <laughs> Watermelon is the best flavor of Buckshot. It's yeah. available at BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code Monty20 to get 20% off your purchase at BuckedUp.com. Dale Donut says, here is the reality. This will blow up the ACC. SMU could very well find themselves in the same boat as the last 23 years and never made a dime, but in fact cost them money in the long run. Absolutely could be. Absolutely could be. John Famlor. Holy F, you guys are discussing this story. Why would we not be? Yeah, why? why I don't understand. Tarrant County SMU boy <laughs> says gulp, gulp. Love it. Love it. Um, why? You know, like I think this is the biggest story in sports today. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Matt Ritson for $5. This boneheaded. By the ACC, add the three stooges to the conference so to get Monopoly money from SMU. SMU does bring money. Yeah. There's no question. SMU brings money and relationships. And when you're as bad as they are, 
athletically over the last 15 years, you would better bring money in relationships. Yeah. Because until they start winning consistently, and by the way, good luck winning in the ACC basketball circles because that's going to be tough. Yeah. I know they say they have Dallas on the front of their – Right. I'll stop. Lance Johnson. Lance, good morning for four ninety nine. Congrats to Utah on its manhandling of Florida last night. Big 12 already flexing its new muscles. Indeed. Oh, for real. How about it? Without Cam Rising and without Brant Keithy. How about – how about Utah dominating Florida last night? Yeah, it wasn't really all that close, was it? Like you, you It was not close at all. Did you watch this game and Brant Keithy, Cam Rising not out there, you know, Bryson Barnes obviously doing his thing, Money Parks with the, you know, obviously with the bomb to start the game. How about like, Bryce Martin calling that? Yeah, dude. Our and, guy Bryce Martin on the show yesterday called that. Yeah, and I think that it's, uh, you know, it was great to see. I mean, honestly, it was great to see, like, the strategy offensively for Utah was different than what I was expecting. I was expecting Kyle Whittingham to be the same old Kyle Whittingham we know and love, which he was last night, defensively speaking. But offensively, to come out and, and have that bomb and be good with an aggressive offense was great to see. Absolutely How about my guy Nate Johnson? Yeah. That's the quarterback of the future of Utah. Yes, it is. Matt Riley for $2. I'm so confused. Monty is on at 7 a.m. Well, Pim's going Pim. Well, have you been listening to the show? Because that tells me that, you know, you're out of your element. Uh, we told you that today's a travel day for us because it's the Labor Day holiday. So please enjoy some not labor time this weekend. Um, but we're going to uh, be out of town. Having fun uh, is the name of the game. Packing up the golf clubs and going golfing. Golf. Uh, in Los Angeles this weekend. So flying first class. Yeah. It's as I said, Pim's gonna pim. If you ain't first, uh, you're last. You know, it's what I do. Jake will be in the cargo hold. Yeah. Uh but my point is, yeah, yeah, we're uh we're off on a little venture this weekend. So uh yes, we are doing and it worked out perfectly because ACC expansion happened this morning at uh, about 5 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Corey Erickson for five bucks. Calford are not looking for out for their producers. The students make the product, and this is all about money for administrators. Just a bad move. 100% I agree. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Cleveland Rocks for $5. Thanks, Disney and Spectrum, for screwing over college football fans last night. Oh, boy. Dude, that was cold. Started watching the Utah game and Disney cut the cord, those bastards. Here's what happened. Oh, bloody clean, methodical, and thorough. Spectrum has been refusing to pay ESPN. This is not ESPN's fault, but I understand why people are pissed. Spectrum is a major TV distributor in this country. Spectrum Sportsnet. Yeah. Uh, they have been refusing to pay ESPN. So ESPN said, okay, well, we're going to turn you off. So I am, it was shocking because Spectrum is the largest distributor of digital sports streaming content, which is exactly where ESPN is trying to be. Yeah. But why would you work for free if you're ESPN? Spectrum didn't want to pay ESPN, so ESPN cut them off. It's no different than the old TV days of a carriage dispute. Yeah. And my guess is it'll get worked out quickly because people were pissed. Yeah. But I'd remind you, this is not a Disney ESPN problem. This is a Spectrum problem. That's right, T. Spectrum wants a massive discount. They think they have leverage. ESPN said they don't. Yeah, how'd that leverage work out for you when the uh, premier football game of the night got turned off? Woo. People were pissed. They know, Lisa. Dude, I feel you, dude. 
Uh, makes me wonder, Hero75 for $5 says, make me wonder about Miami and Duke. I could see them as a more of a target for conferences than FSU. F- F- S- Hello? FSU seems like too much of a pain to deal with. I agree. Well, too much of a pain to deal with, not enough winning. I mean, again, if you're winning, nobody cares how much of a a-hole you are because you win and you make them money. So, you know, if you win, like, as an example, everybody and their mom has a, uh, FSU as everybody a, a, as their a, mom. As a top 10 team. This year on the football field, and they're really good, and everything's amazing. Hey, can you guys ask your moms where where they're at? You are not. <laughs> what like where are you guys at on, on Florida State? Mom, mom, mom. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, please, please. Um, <laughs> I should text Mrs. Monty. How good do you think Florida State will be this? He season? has our full respect. No, they don't. Um. <laughs> But you're not wrong. Florida State has a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, people thinking. think that they're going to be amazing this year. And, and, hey, maybe they will. And you're damn right. I'm watching that LSU-Florida State game, which we're going to discuss later in the showroom today. It's one of our locks today. But but I just think that, dude, winning buys you so many luxuries. And that would include being a pain in the ass. And Florida State just hasn't won enough to warrant it. They haven't. And I think Florida State being a two-point dog to LSU, that game's in Orlando, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, is huge. Huge. By the, did you guys see the bounce house last night? Anybody pay attention to the UCF? I know they suck and nobody cares about them. Waves mm. in opposition. Yeah, somebody told you to watch out for them. My guy, John Rice. <laughs> if you're Dude. an announcer in college football, how do you get the quarterback's name wrong? Get His the defensive tackle. Rice. Listen, if you are if you have a bunch of polys on the defensive line and, uh, okay, mispronounce their name. Suamata, your mama, I totally get it. Right? Like, <laughs> there are tough names out there. John Reese Plumley is not a difficult name to pronounce. And his name is John Cena. It's not John Cena. It's John Reese. <laughs> John, how are they getting that wrong? We'll have locks for you. Uh, Colorado TCU, Texas Tech. uh, Does Texas Tech go to Laramie and cover the 14? They did a thing on the Utah-Florida game last night. They had a graphic Mm -hmm. that said that Laramie is 7,000 feet above sea level. I'm I'm warning you, Texas Tech. I am warning. You are in danger. Danger, Will Robinson. I'm warning you. Yeah. This is a danger game. Danger game. Uh, Matt Riley for $5. No, Jake, I haven't been listening. I flew to Salt Lake City to watch Utah crush Florida. Go Utes. Hey, Love it. Okay, okay. Love it. That's a, that's a, see, you tell them, Matt. See, unlike Florida State, that's a winning comment. Get him. See, that's a winning comment. Matt Ritson for $5. ASU won games by three lightning and sandstorm. <laughs> Did you guys see the haboob? La- Do you guys know what a haboob is? No, it's not. like. Anyway, my point is uh, a haboob is a dust storm. Yeah. They had to empty Sun Devil Stadium because of a, Dude, a dust storm. Dude, it's not Sun night. Devil Stadium. Yeah, it, you it's know always it's not. It, it's screw you. This case is empty. Ray Anderson, you're a devil. Empty. The opposite of full. Literally a, a devil. A devil. Okay. Uh, let's see who's in on the uh, who's in on the old comment machine this morning. Oh, hey, mid uh, mid Callaway McCluskey. Yeah, can we talk about? Well, no, it's fine. Mayor McCluskey outplayed us last week. No, he did not. It was oh. even. It was even. No, it wasn't. Yeah. BYU wins this weekend 104 to 6. <laughs> well, you better get those wins yeah, while you can. Yeah, and I shoot a 64. You better get those wins. You better get those wins while you can. MJ Bissett, good morning. He says, except for greed. Okay. 
Okay. Um, Mike Smith, SMU has pre-printed acceptance letters with a blank spot to type in the name of a new conference. <laughs> uh, it's boilerplate at this point. Pam. Okay. Guys, 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 guys. Okay, phone's ringing. Is that is it the ACC? Where am I, what am I putting on this line? The ink isn't dry yet. Did we get the donor's permission to put something on this line? All hat, no oil. Um, it's very true. Uh, Derek Myrie, wonderful news for SMU equals they are now a P4 school. Are they, though? Yeah. Are they? Hey, you're in the ACC. How long until, okay, how long until SMU finishes in the top 25? In the nine years where they don't get shit for TV money. That's not the point, right? But, but, well, but absolutely it's the point. If, if, if you're a P5, oh, yeah, hey, bro, hey, man, we've got cattle under the hat now. We're all hat and cattle. Hey, but you guys aren't getting any money from TV or media rights. Well, that doesn't matter. We do it. Why pay for the cow if the milk's free? What really do we have to lose? Are you, are you really? Are you really a P4 school? You're not getting P4 money. You're not going to win games on a P4 level. What is SMU? A school that's never going to win that has access to the college football playoff. SMU works in the house of rich people. SMU, SMU is that, SMU's that, that server in the restaurant, like that five-star steakhouse. You're the waiter that serves all the rich people that get the T-bone and you're in back eating grizzle. Bonnie, please. That's who SMU is. SMU is the guy at the car wash watch, washing Boss Frog's Porsche Taycan. That's who SMU is. SMU is the trash man that's like, oh, wow, look at that. 75-inch TV box. That's who SMU is. Right. You're, you're a housekeeper. That's who SMU is. Well, and I guess we're going to see just how good the marketing department is. Right? And I'm not trying to disrespect any, anybody. I've waited a ton of tables in my life. Trust me, I know the feeling. But no one's going to disrespect me. That yar who yar. When you agree not to take TV money for nine years, you're a thirsty girl, man. But what are they supposed to do? And this is this is the conundrum, right? I, I don't disagree. I'm not even saying you're wrong. I just don't think SMU and furthermore, schools on SMU's level have another choice. I, I mean, literally, the only reason SMU you, could you, do this is because they have that money Jake, just sitting there. You know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to win football games. You're supposed to win basketball games. If I, I'm I'm no. It's too early for a Monty rant. Oh, please. You, you, you're tired of, of the, the, the cool kid on the block getting Look an invite? You guys. Okay, 3 o'clock meeting in Dallas County to count all the money. Dallas County. At, at the 3 o'clock meeting <laughs> in Dallas County, which is different than Tarrant County. 3 o'clock meeting, Dallas County. Let's count all the money in the till at the yes, collector. Yes, you did. Okay. Yes, you did. And uh, we're all getting new stats and hats. Okay, and I, I'm just telling you, we've got a ton of money. Hey, hey, SMU, how are you? I'm good, man. You know how much money we have? That's you ought to know. Is. You bought it. Yeah, SMU's like, oh, hey, hey, man, uh, aren't you guys the Mustangs? No, we're the rich guys. We have all the money. <laughs> hey, what was your record on the football field last year? Don't know. Don't give a shit. We've got a ton of money. Um. Whoa, okay. Where'd you go to school? Doesn't matter. I'm rich. Like, that's who SMU is. They're the guy that's like, oh, yeah, why don't you go in the kitchen and eat the grizzle because we've got all the money. Yeah. The problem is you're the joker 
You're the one that's, you're just going to try and cause havoc and you're going to burn all that money. You literally stacked up all of your money in the middle of the room and threw a match on it. And it's burning because it's not going to make you. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. We're getting distributions from the college football playoff. I'm feeling myself. Oh my God. SMU's, I mean, Eric Dickerson's back. Eric, that driving trans hams, bro. Craig James. Pony Express, motherfucker, come back. <laughs> okay, but back to what? Back, back. Back to front? In the next nine years, is SMU ever ranked in the top 25 in football? No. In the next nine years, nine years, does SMU play for the ACC basketball championship? No. In the next five years, does SMU go to the NCAA tournament? Potentially. No. So just go ahead and let me know. What are you a P4? I'm tired of SMU fan in the comment section. Oh my God. It says Dallas right here on the front of our uniform. <laughs> SMU delivers Dallas. What, That's right, T. So now all of a sudden, I mean, forget about, I don't know, Texas A&M, UT, Steve Sarkeesian. Nope, not going there. Not going to TCU. Uh, not going to play in, in, in Lubbock. Not going, to, not going to arguably the most dangerous team in Texas. Nope. We're going to SMU because they're in the ACC. It's a pipeline, bro. It's a pipe. UTSA, nobody cares. Screw Dana Holgerson. We're going to SMU because it's a pipeline to the national championship my in the ACC. Oh, my God. Free tickets to Cameron Indoor? Yeah, I'm not going to Texas to play football. I'm going to go see Duke basketball at SMU. You... Do you understand this isn't real life? SMU doesn't mean a thing. So then why are they doing this? Because I think they want to tell people how much money they have. Uh-huh. And well, we're hey, UTSA, those little guys down there in San Antonio. Hey, little guy. They're not in Dallas County. We're in a P four. We're SMU. Four horsemen, bitches. I'm for real. Like that's <laughs> that's what I feel like SMU wants to do. Yeah, maybe. Tell me I'm wrong. Because I don't see SMU's profile just automatically shooting up. Well, oh man, that's really cool. We get to have lunch with Bubba Cunningham at North Carolina. I'm so bricked up right now. <laughs> do we get free Jordans, bro? Powder blue. What did, what did this do for SMU? I understand it with Stanford and Cal. You're P5, you want to stay P5, okay, totally cool. You've got money coming out your sphincter at Stanford, okay, cool. But see, that's but that's the difference, isn't it? <clears throat> the only difference, you know, and I say the only, Chinomic. but the major difference between SMU and Stanford and Stanford is they were already a P5. It's Stanford, which on its own is a big deal. And they have one of the best athletic departments in the country that's universally respected. Yep. Those three things are major differences between Stanford and Cal. So SM or between Stanford and SMU. So SMU fan rolling out here like, oh, we're the same as Stanford. We're we're pretty much the same. Stanford never wins anything, and Stanford's nothing. Well, that's yep. not true. Dude, Stanford's one of the most prestigious universities in the country, and everybody knows it. And that's why you are not Stanford. I agree. Brandon Butler says, rocking the cherry candy bucked up this morning. Cherry candy is my new favorite flavor. I'm telling you that right now. If you haven't got the cherry candy bucked up, you're missing out. Uh, Jeremy Callan, or Jeremy Bolton, excuse me. Mayor Bolton. Uh, hey, you just used epidemiology, and Mrs. would be so proud. Stay hard. Stay hard. You're welcome. 
what I do, man. Here's the reality. This will blow up the ACC. Yeah, I agree. 100%. OG Gary, what's up, Gary? Big and uh, big can get Notre Dame, UNC, Stanford, and Duke. But the issue is that the ACC is doing this so that they can remain a conference because they are going to negotiate an exit for Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina. So they are adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. That's why they're doing it. So we'll see. I don't, I, I so don't know. So you're still losing. You're just losing at a slower rate. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, Waterburger. Yeah. Waterburger. Water ice. B says, guys, guys, guys. Guys, 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 guys. Bryce Martin, what did I tell y'all yesterday about that 70-yard bomb? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Absolutely. No doubt. Jeremy Bolton says, uh, Bishop Sycamore could have beat the Gators last night, but they didn't. <laughs> Utah did. Bishop Sycamore. Bro, Bishop Sycamore was on ESPN, bro. That's wild. How? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, gee, Gary, imagine a fully healthy Utah. We would have smoked the Gator Nuggets. You would have. And yeah, you did will. anyone have Gator last night? Stop. MJ Bissett, ACC getting what they paid for. When the conference blows up, SMU will be holding a bag that used to have their money in it, and it will be empty. But now it will have a P4 token in it. Which is cool. Isn't that like Bitcoin or Dogecoin? Doge to the moon, bro. Doge to the moon, man. Uh, Dale Donuts, that was mediocre football all around with all teams except UCF. ASU almost beaten by Southern Utah. Seriously. Almost doesn't count. That was not mediocre football by Utah last night. No. Utah's defense. Yeah. I'm telling you. I, I'll, I'll sit here for the rest of my life. Every day that we do this show for the rest of my life. I'll, don't, don't you dare threaten me, sir. I'll do it. I will sit here every day and espouse about the greatness of Kyle Whittingham, who last night in the post-game interview with a mid-Holly Rowe <laughs> said, Mom, we had our Thursday night football all to ourselves. Yeah, I don't know how many people realize we actually play football out here. <laughs> My guy went taking his shot, and I love him for it because he's right. He's right. Last night, and I know it sounds crazy. They've won the Pac-12 back-to-back years, gone to the Rose Bowl and shit. Totally Nobody get it. cares. Last night, Utah football arrived. Yes. Without their starting quarterback, without their best offensive player, Utah football arrived last night. Yes. Because they beat the hell out of Florida. Physically dominated Florida. They were faster than Florida. They were more physical than Florida. They were more prepared than Florida. Yeah, the equipment penalty on Florida, that's a bad look. How do you have two number threes on the field? Basic math, dude. Nice job. Derek Myrie, SMU will win the ACC in five years. No chance. No chance. Not going to happen. No. T. Lawrence. What's up, T. Lawrence? Good to see you. Spectrum subscribers can't watch ESPN Disney. They locked, they're locked. they locked in a negotiation standoff. Hey, Frustrating hey as hell. do you guys know what YouTube TV is? You ever heard of that? I love it. Mrs. Monty and I were watching a four box last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> You're a sicko, sir. Get therapy. Uh, we're watching a four box last night with all the college football. I mean, it's awesome. We, we're at one point flipping around. Like I, I, I know it now, and I love it. Yeah. YouTube TV is amazing. Yeah. I absolutely love having it. Love it. Tarrant County, SMU boy. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore will be making more money than SMU. Yes, yeah. they will. 
Marcus, what's up, Marcus Emmer? Good to see you. Nebby is back from last year. Could be. Tarrant County, row the boat. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Mayor McCluskey says Spectrum. Yes, Spectrum. <laughs> uh, Dale Donuts, I love YouTube streaming. God bless dedicated home fiber. Indeed. Yeah. Corey Erickson, followed your advice. Just ordered the Bucked Bars for the first Let's time. Let's go. Wife said yes to trying them for our weight loss journey. It, 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 mm, I love them. I have a full. It's it's a, it's all I do, you guys. Yeah. The Buck Bars, and the thing I love about the Buck Bars from Bucked Up, there's a link for uh, a variety pack below. Um, the thing I love about the Buck Bars is they taste like candy bars, man. Mm -hmm. And I hate protein bars. Dude, I've tried so many protein bars, and I hate them all. The Buck Bar actually is a protein bar I really like. And and I they use things like dates to sweeten them. I love it. Love it. Uh, Dale Donuts, duh, uh, what does SMU do if their donor money dries up from economic reasons? And they get nothing from the ACC. That's like, their problem to handle, dude. That's their problem. I can assure you it won't dry up. You don't make a move like this and have any type of risk of it drying up. Like, yeah. I, And I think it's a reasonable question, certainly. I mean, if you're going to join a conference and be good with, you know, no TV distribution for damn near a decade, I mean, yeah, it begs the question, hey, what happens if you run out of money? But again, dude, they're... All jokes aside, they have oil money. They have big time oh, they donors. Have they have what? Oh, all money. All money all in Tarrant money. County. Jr. You and his shit. Yeah. Uh, JC Fresno State not impressed with ASU at all. Uh, Tanner Plummer even Witt acknowledges the fact that Utah has a weak brand. I don't know that he acknowledged he that. I that. think he acknowledged that that people don't pay attention because they're a West Coast team in most people's eyes. And nobody watches the Pac-12 network. Yeah. yeah. And and so, you know, you have a situation where I, I agree. Witt's got to do more of that. I like him being brash. Tell him how it is, dude. Like, it's too often that I get, you know, Nick Saban rants, but I don't hear from Kyle Whittingham. I'm Nick tired. Saban. I am sick and tired of Kyle Whittingham. Not roasting the media. I agree. Make waves. I agree. Do it. Giggity, I'm jumping on the Utah bandwagon. You should. You should. The Utes are the Utes are a good brand of football well, to watch. And I think we need to figure out, like, and obviously, you know, last year in the Pac-12, but I, I think we really need to, the first time Cam and Brant Keithy play, you really got to, that's the game you got to watch because that'll tell you just how serious they are about, you know, being a top-end college football playoff team. Mid Callaway McCluskey, giggity, don't do it, stop, get some help. He lives in Arizona. Feel me? Who else is he going to root for? Are you kidding me? Holly Rowe is not, Tarrant County SMU said. Yeah, what? she was She's not, okay. she's not. Uh, OG Gary, we play football in that in this part of the country. That's football. when he dropped his brass balls on the table, seriously. Seriously, Mike C. Rodriguez. Um, it's Friday. I have a little energy. Uh, Ella, I uh, love YouTube TV. Suck it, Cable. Thanks. Damn right. Tarrant County, SMU, boy. <laughs> Says Multiview Monty. <laughs> <laughs> you ever stood on a mirror? By no, the way, by the way, it. how's the new TV now that it's been like a month since you've had it or whatever? It's uh, been? I, have a, I got a 75 inch. Oh, you mean the TV? Uh, I got a 75-inch Amazon Fire TV. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. Uh, I like, I love YouTube TV. Yeah. I love it. it. It It's so easy to use now. 
I like that I can say, hey, Alexa, turn on HBO Max. And she'll turn on HBO Max. I love that I can say, hey, Alexa, turn on Hard Knocks. She'll turn on, hey, Alexa, turn on Emergency. And he will every single time. She turns on the show Emergency. Now, if Chicago PD were actually, you know, filming because of the writer's strike, don't get me started on the TV shows I'm not watching. It, you know, it's so frustrating. It, it is so frustrating that there's a strike. Uh, boss Frog. What's up, Boss? Uh, Diego. TCU will never earn respect in college football. Their jersey does not say Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, or Clemson. Ooh. Or Utah. Ooh. You, it, it, anymore, you have to take your respect. Yeah. You have to, there will be blood. Yeah, I mean, look, right? I'm that's not even the joking. only way to like, do it. Dude, being dead serious, you you have to go out, win games, and then talk a bunch of junk after you win the game. I mean, that's what you have to do to get attention Jeez. nowadays. Oh, my God. Stay hard. How about Pete Thamel from ESPN? Well, uh, NC State flipped on the uh, ACC <laughs> expansion. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. You know, I, 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 that's great. Wow. Hey, look at me. Wow, who knew? Pete Thamel uh, says it was 12 to 3. NC State flipped. You're welcome. All I can say is, I already done told you that. Yeah, dude. You knew that. I already knew that. Yep. Lance Johnson, love YouTube TV. I ditched Direct TV and I get better TV and saved a ton. Saved a ton on ditching Direct TV. I love it. Absolutely. Marcus Emmert, love YouTube TV. I do uh, with they had more 4K content, but still the best streaming. I was never a big 4K guy. I I don't I don't know how important 4K sports viewing is. Yeah, I mean, I think there's not a huge difference between 4K and 1080, but I think that, you know, the quality of your TV definitely punches up 1080 quality. 4K golf Watching different. golf in 4K is yeah, different. that hits different. You can see the ball better. The grass is greener. You can, especially in close-ups when the ball is sitting on the green, Yeah, you can see which way the green roll. Like It's wild. 4K has uses. Golf is one of them. OG, Gary, we have amazing football matches coming up. Can't wait, but for now, it's on to Baylor. It is. How about Utah-Baylor? But you see what I mean? Like That's a game where it's like, hey, okay, you beat Florida. And the haters, the haters of Utah are going to say, well, no Anthony Richardson. He moved on. Florida looks different. Like, okay, cool, whatever, fine, discount it. I'm not discounting anything. I think that was a quality win last night without Cam Rising and Brant Keithy. Uh, offensive line was dominant for Utah. You know, like everything you want, you know. Cole Bishop left the game a little early with cramping. Yeah, he that should be was fine. scary. Yeah, he said he's going to be fine, though. Ooh, yeah, he'll be good. That um, was scary. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the only thing I didn't see last night was uh, was Jaquindon. I, I mean, I... I, I That's disappointing in that. They, they didn't he, run I mean, at all. He, he, he averaged three yards a carry, but they just... they, they I, And I like Makai Bernard, but Jaquindon Jackson's your dude. Yeah. So that it, there's some kinks to be worked out. Yeah. Uh, Joey B says 4K only uh, great for watching the Masters. Cam Harrison. Cam, how are you? SD and HD is fine by me on sports. Most nah, people don't SD get it. SD can't do it. Can't do SD. Can't do SD. No. Uh, 4K is so nice on a big ass TV. I have I have 75 inches of power in the living room. <laughs> and yeah. 
you know. Mike Maples, Mapes, how are you? How soon does the announcement come that Washington State and Oregon State are joining the Mountain West? We'll uh, see. You would think soon. I don't know what we're waiting for at this point. Our sources have told us that the Mountain West has already extended an invitation. Uh, we reported last week that Gloria Navarez knocked it out of the park when she presented to Oregon State and Washington State. Mike Oresco has had the commissioner of the AAC, has had calls with both Oregon State and, and Washington State, wanted to present in person to them. Mm-hmm. I am not sure if that has happened or not. But it, it, let's say Tuesday. Everyone comes back from the holiday weekend. Dude, if Tuesday Kirk Schultz rolls out with, uh, hey, we're still trying to save the Pac-12, would anyone really be that surprised? Like, you can't tell me not. Oregon State's going to go along with that. But if Kirk Schultz continues to push that narrative, I would not be surprised. I mean, if I'm it's Washington over. State and Oregon State, I'm going to the Mountain West, and it just is what it is, it's dude. It's over. how uh, th- this is, and, and, and I know we've had our disagreements about this with Stanford, but this is the price you pay for not being a relevant brand athletically. And I love Oregon State. They're a 10-win football program that nobody talks about because there are other programs that outshine them. And yep. that's just the reality of it. Oh, comment on Damn. I, uh, what happened? Somebody was talking about how Holly Rowe took oxygen on, on TV last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. That was weird. Yeah, it was. Right? That, that was... She was talking about oxygen technology and helping players with elevation. And, like, I, I it was kind of weird. Yeah, Florida was, was using... Oxygen shots. There, There is a product that is a can of oxygen. It looks like a can of air freshener. You put it up to your mouth and you pull the push the button, pull the trigger, and it shoots oxygen into your into your into your system. Yeah. And it one of the major benefits of it is it expands your lungs in Utah because you're at elevation, Laramie, Texas Tech. It constricts your lungs. It's harder to breathe. When you take an oxygen shot, a pure oxygen shot, it'll expand your lungs. It expands your blood vessels, so your blood flows better. Like it you just can perform better sick. with more oxygen in your bloodstream. If you take B12, like if you have a migraine headache and you take B12, it's going to open up your blood vessels. I'm for real. Oxygen does that, but at a much higher rate and much more quickly because it is directly into your system. Yeah. So it was weird that she did that on air. Yeah. That was that was awkward, in my opinion. Um, Marcus Emmert is uh, there is a difference when you have a hundred and twenty inch projector. Projectors are the yeah. way to watch TV. Yeah, I'm a big believer in it. Kaufman says I have Fubo TV, can uh, watch all sports I want anywhere. Well, Fubo TV has blackouts. Uh, Lee Jensen, Holly Rowe, or Sarah Todd? Stop, bullet. Lee, um, I have Fubo TV. It's awesome. Tanner says, cool. Uh, Tarrant County SMU, boy. <laughs> have uh, have YouTube TV, two different houses. Me too. Love it. I like the, I really like the, um, the multi-view. Yeah. I, it, it's a game changer for me. Yeah. I really, I'm really looking forward to the Sunday ticket uh, on YouTube TV because you can watch four games at once. I they They're going to, I just like. Why did the Pac-12 network not do a deal with YouTube TV? I don't know. They had it. We Larry Scott all those years ago. Allegedly. Told us it was coming and it never happened. 
never happened. Hour number two of the Monty Show on a groundbreaking news day in college football presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com slash Monty, no matter where you are, no matter what you do. If you are unhappy in your job, if you are frustrated about having to go back into the office, if you are somebody that hates your boss, if you are somebody that is looking for a change, work for yourself. TridayTrading.com. It has been so rewarding to have all of our listeners that have gone through the program come back and say, hey, this is awesome. It's what you said it was. It's not easy. It's going to school. I totally understand that. But it changes your life. If I said to you, give me $10, I'll show you your future, would you do it? Absolutely you would. That's what Triday Trading is doing right now for Monty Show viewers and listeners. They have a 30-day trial membership for $10, which is a charitable donation. So it's a tax write-off for you. You give them $10 to Triday Trading. They, they donate <coughs> Excuse me. They donate it to charity. It's a tax write-off for you. You get their entire program for 30 days. You get all their high-level coaching. You get all their processes, their software. You get the whole kit and caboodle. And when you graduate the Triday Trading Program, they give you a funded trading account. You trade with their money, not your money. Stop dreaming about the vacations and the cars. Stop dreaming about a nicer house. Stop dreaming about better clothes and vacations. Get to work at TridayTrading.com and live the life you've always dreamed of. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, breaking news this morning as the ACC is expanding with Stanford, Cal, and SMU. The details are shocking this morning coming out of the ACC. This is not the lead story in ACC expansion. We're going to get to that in about two minutes. The details are Stanford, Cal, and SMU have been issued invitations to join the Atlantic Coast Conference. Already crowned Clemson, the ACC is adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Uh, it is a formality at this point that SMU, Stanford, and Cal will accept those invitations. Our sources tell us that calls will happen at all three institutions today. You sh may even get a formal announcement as soon as tonight or tomorrow. It is simply a matter of going through the process but finally, we have finality on ACC expansion. SMU, though, in a shocking move, according to our sources, will not take TV distribution money, so TV and media rights distribution money, for nine years, according to our sources in television. SMU will forego TV and media rights distribution payments. They will still get money from the ACC, in the form of revenue splits, so things like the college football playoff, the NCAA tournament, all other branding, marketing, advertising, revenue that comes in, that money still flows evenly to ACC members, including Stanford, Cal, and SMU. But SMU will forego TV media rights distributions for nine years. It is shocking. It is a hell of a long time. For SMU to lose out on up to $40 million a year on a baseline. You guys, that's $360 million that SMU will not see. That their donors will have to make good to SMU athletics. And their donors will step up. We told you, uh, according to our sources, and that includes SMU donors who confirmed to us, 
that SMU donors have a war chest of $200 million that they are willing to commit to SMU athletics to get them into the ACC. Well, it's time to start flexing on that old money because SMU will forego TV and media rights distributions for nine years. Stanford and Cal will get $12 million each. Um, I believe Ross Dellinger is reporting that it's 30%. We were not told 30%. We were told 12 million, but if you do the math, it's largely the same. Uh, $12 million. So here's the question. And Jake, I wonder your thoughts on this as well. Yeah. $12 million a year to travel all the way across the country on a weekly basis. Is this a good move? Is it worth it for Stanford and Cal? Yeah, I mean, it becomes more worth it if you figure out a way to actually win something, right? Like if you figure out how to like be a college football playoff team at Stanford, then yeah, I think it becomes more worth it. If you can make tournament appearances on the regular, then yeah, being a, a power four team, becomes more worth it right like you can start to offset that travel cost and potentially start being profitable again uh by winning and and i think that stanford's always been an institution and and again i'm not saying this is a problem it's just a thing that you're dealing with with athletics right now because the acc's an eastern time zone conference they dude stanford's always been education first i don't have an issue with that but if you're going to try and be an education first institution and then you're going to try and play your athletics in an Eastern time zone conference, exactly. that's an issue. Exactly You've created right. an issue here. Exactly. So the $12 million, yes, is an issue. But what's more of an issue is the philosophy at Stanford. If, if we were talking about, you know, USC being in the ACC, nobody would bat an eye at this because it's Caleb Williams and Lincoln and and USC and USC ain't taking a discount, right? USC's not going to the ACC for twelve million dollars. Yeah, that's that's the wild part of this. Yeah, and so my only question for Stanford, as it's been for months now on the showroom, is when are you going to start playing actual football again? When is the football program going to leave autopilot mode? And enter, hey, we need to start actually trying to win. We need to, and I'm not saying you should do what Colorado did. I'm not saying you should lower the academic bar or standard. But you got to you gotta come to the middle a little bit when it comes to football. You, you want to stay a hard ass when it comes to lacrosse or rowing? That's fine. That's fine. But see, lacrosse and rowing are different. A lot of the Olympic-level sports are already making these trips. They're they're like major lacrosse events are held in the Northeast every week. Yeah. Major rowing events are held across the country every week. It's things like baseball, softball. It's things like soccer, basketball, obviously. This is much less a problem in football. And I think when your your point is exactly right, Jake. The money in this ACC expansion is 100% about winning on the football field. That's note that nobody's talking about ACC basketball. No. Cuz Florida State doesn't care about ACC basketball. Clemson don't care about ACC basketball. The money here is in football. And my biggest question, not to just keep pounding on the SMU drum. When have you been relevant in football? Well, you haven't, and I think the the on top of that, the obvious next question is how what what does a potential path to them being even relevant? I'm not even saying making the playoff. I, I'm just yeah. saying, hey, crack the top 25. W- what is a path to SMU having a top 25 football program even look like? Because now you've got nine years to figure that out. 
right? And really, you'd like to figure it out inside of five years. But I think the point you made last hour spot on. Who's going to SMU over any other squad in Texas? Oh, I, I think it is. Like, I think it well, is very difficult. If you're SMU, you're going to flip two-star kids. I hate recruiting rankings. It is what it is. The system. You're going to get the two-star kid that Steve Sarkeesian won't even talk to. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the two-star kid that Sonny Dykes doesn't know his name. Because it's garbage. Are you going to polish a turd and wind up with a five-star quarterback at some point? Maybe you fall into that with a two-star kid. The bottom line is SMU is not going to compete with Sonny Dykes, Steve Sarkeesian, Dana Holgerson, Joey McGuire, you pick the school in Texas. Yeah. Because if if we're truth telling, and I think we've been pretty good about the state of Texas, what's the number one brand in Texas? Texas. Okay, so if you're Jimmy the quarterback, if you are Arch Manning, SMU called. Yeah, that's right. I'm on the phone with Texas. Tell him to fuck off. Okay. That's where we are. You're not taking an SMU call over te over Texas. And SMU probably knows that. You're not talking to A&M. You're not talking to, you're or excuse me, you're not talking to SMU over A&M, Baylor, Tech, Houston, Texas, TCU. Uh-huh. SMU or Rice. Okay, let's chat. SMU or UTSA. I'm going to UTSA. That's the bottom line. Arkansas what about Oklahoma? You think Oklahoma has reach into Texas? I would say so. Hey, look at look at Utah. Look at all the Texas kids on Utah. Who's got more reach in Texas? SMU or USC? Who's got more reach in Texas? Florida State or SMU? You want to play? Hey, son, you want to play ACC football? You're going to, in Florida State, put a letter on your desk. In SMU, put a letter on your desk. Which one you open in first? Florida State. I, there's just, there's no win here on in football. So SMU, SMU has to develop then. SMU is competitive in basketball, but this deal doesn't pay you for basketball. This deal pays you for winning football games. Is what it is. SMU has to develop. Will they? I don't know. I'll go back to my original prediction. Seven years, five years, nine years, don't care. Lifetime. When's SMU going to be ranked in the top 25 in football? Within five years. Because that's the timeline. Because we're underselling the lead. First of all, sources told us that the ACC flipped North Carolina State. Why is that significant? Last night, North Carolina issued a statement. Hard no against ACC expansion. Their number one reason? Travel is too arduous. It doesn't make sense. Totally agree. Somehow, though, this morning, when that conference call happened in the ACC to vote, the vote was 12 to 3. North Carolina voted yes. Clemson, Florida State, and UNC voted no. They flipped North Carolina State against North Carolina. Against North Carolina. This is akin to Arizona and Arizona State. They usually act in lockstep because they know as a double, they are far more influential than as a single. Mm -hmm. It is shocking that North Carolina and North Carolina State voted separately. Thanks. I had heard the entire time that North Carolina State was going to follow North Carolina. And now we know that wasn't the case. 
And it's, it is surprising because the other thing that's surprising is the ACC, according to our sources, is planning for a negotiated exit for Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina. And what does that mean? Our sources use the word negotiated exit, this term negotiated exit. That doesn't mean, oh, Florida State's getting a $120 million loan from Chase Manhattan, your mom's war chest. (laughs) That means there is a negotiation that's taking place now to have planned college football realignment. What that means to you is that Notre Dame and North Carolina, in my opinion, are going to the Big Ten. I don't know where Florida State goes. Because I don't believe that there's an opportunity to add Florida State to the SEC. Unless you cram that sucker down the Gators' throat. Because Florida wants nothing to do with Florida State in the the SEC. No, SC wanted nothing to do with Oregon in the Big Ten. And we got Big Ten expansion. Yeah. So is that done? When I hear the words negotiated, that tells me that there is a system-wide plan for realignment. That tells me that there is scheming going on a bunch um, amongst the P4 and that it's decided where these teams are going, where these universities will align inside of five years. And the only question for me is who's going to win and who's going to lose. Yeah. And my guess is <clears throat> the ACC realized what was happening And I think they knew this was the only way to save themselves. Yeah, and I think the thing for the ACC that they also have to consider is, you know, okay, we know we're never going to be, in my opinion, the ACC is never going to be the SEC in the Big Ten. You're just not, you're not that guy. Like, you don't have the brands, you don't have the relevance, you're, you're not, you don't, like, the ACC is relevant, just not in the same way the SEC is or the Big Ten now is. Like, it's a different, there's levels to this game. And the ACC and the Big 12 are going to have to compete to be that that third conference, that third power conference, because that I believe that's where we're going. The two conference thing, I think, is just the like that's just too small. You need, I think, in the modern day, until something significantly changes in college football, you need three. Five was too many. Clearly, there was consolidation needed, but I think we're heading towards three. And the ACC understands. Okay, just like he said. Hey, ESPN and Fox are in control of this thing. And then CBS and NBC are those secondary partners that that are willing to make a bunch of money, right? So, like, obviously, NBC and the Big Ten are in bed together. But my, I've always maintained, and on this show we maintain, ESPN and Fox drive the ship in college football and in realignment. I just, I believe that wholeheartedly. I think if ESPN wants something done, That's they're right. going to find a way to do it. And, and what ESPN wants... Uh, likely helps Fox and is beneficial to Fox, so Fox falls in line. It's much like Arizona and ASU or UNC and NC State, right? Like when they work together, they're more powerful. So I would agree. The the Power Four conferences know where 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 these three are going: UNC, Clemson, and Florida well, State. And I think it's only a matter of time before the Power Four are at twenty even. Yeah, and it's just a matter of who makes up the twenty in each conference. Yeah, but. I'll point to what we had exclusively reported and what everybody now is picked up on. ESPN went to the Big 12 and said, hey, would you consider adding Stanford and Cal? 
We'd really like you to add Stanford and Cal. Hey, uh, if ACC doesn't come through, we'd really like you to add Stanford and Cal. The Big 12 said, no, we're not doing it. Not right now. Which I think is smart. Mm-hmm. But they're scheming and conniving behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. ESPN and the other TV partners, they largely determine this stuff. Yeah. And if we know anything, the Pac-12 is dead because Fox and ESPN walked away. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a matter of time. Well, and I think the final point here, too, really quick, is is once now that realignment's done, because I think for the most part we're done, right? Like, obviously, Washington State and Oregon State, they're going to find their home in the Mountain West. I I firmly believe that. However yeah. long that takes is however long it takes, but that's I don't know where else you would go besides there. So assuming they go there, realignment's done. So now the the narrative and the 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 conversation shifts towards winning because winning is what's going to give conferences the edge. So if the Big 12 can put four in the college football playoff, right, obviously they're conference winner, but if they can find a way to put three more in the expanded college football playoff, that's going to be huge for leverage with ESPN. Oh, yeah. Because ESPN is sitting here saying, okay, ACC, you know, SEC, you know, Big 12, Right? Which one of these between... Because they're not going to play with the SEC. The SEC is the SEC. That's never changing for ESPN. But I'm telling you, the ACC and the Big 12 are going to do battle on the football field. Yes. Whoever wins more is going to be the one that is that third conference that ultimately expands to whatever that final number ends up being. Because I'm telling you, if the ACC right now today in 2023 is allegedly fortifying itself, which I think is, this is a bad idea with Stanford and Cal because yes. I don't think they have anything on UNC, Clemson, and Florida State. Yes. But if you're going to add these teams, you're basically saying, yeah, we know we're going to die. We're just trying to delay it a little more. So that's why Brett Yormark didn't want to add Stanford and Cal because he sees the writing on the wall at the ACC just like he did with the Pac-12. So yeah. we'll see how it works well, let out. Let me show you real quick before we get back to your comments here on the Monty Show. Let me show you this statement from North Carolina. Carolina. North Carolina. Sorry, I was having a stroke. Um, statement from David L. Boliak Jr., Chairman, North Carolina Board of Trustees. I'm boy. a fucking unit. Hey, boy. <laughs> and some other people and stuff. Uh, quote, the strong majority of the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill's Board of Trustees opposes the proposed expansion of the Atlantic Coast Conference to include Stanford, well, Calford, because uh, <laughs> I love that they say Stanford University, the University of California, comma, Berkeley, comma, and Southern Methodist University. Yeah, I love that about these folks. They all got to be super official. Although we respect the academic excellence and the athletic programs of those institutions, Meaning Calford, because you don't say that about us. Anyway, I'll move on. Um, the travel distances for routine and conference competitive play are too great for this arrangement to make sense for our student athletes, coaches, alumni, and fans. Yeah. Furthermore, the economics of this newly imagined transcontinental conference. We get it. Cross-country travel, dude. We get it. Big brain thesaurus um, guy. Thesaurus guy? Transcontinental. The economics of this newly imagined transcontinental <laughs> conference do not sufficiently address the income disparity ACC members face. Mm -hmm. Without ironclad assurances that the proposed expansion serves the interest of UNC Chapel Hill, 
We believe it should be voted down. Okay, now I'd like to point something out with this statement. Because as big-brained as this was, and I agree with that, absolutely. <laughs> as big-brained as this was written, this is what I'm talking about with, hey, you can be a pain in people's asses, which is precisely what this is. Yeah. Right? It's not like they released a statement that said, nah, we're, we're not in favor of expansion at this time. Hmm. They could have easily just said that. But what did he do? He's using words like transcontinental and you oh! know, like all these huge words and stuff and trying to be Mr. Official. And you know why that is? Because you're UNC. You've got a certain ilk you need to operate with. And and they have the power. Ilk. Yeah, ilk. That's right. They have the power to say, hey, we're UNC. Uh, we're not approving this because if you don't like it, we'll go to the Big Ten, which you already know we're going to do. Hey, uh, we, we're UNC. We're North Carolina. Yeah. Um, we don't want ACC expansion. Yeah. Um, we're going to say bad things about you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Hey, you start talking shit. So this sucks. It's a terrible idea. You're all stupid. Uh, good luck with this expansion thing. We're going to leave now. All right. Good, good, good. We're going to take the remaining uh, macaroni salad with us, and we're going to head out. <laughs> right? I mean, that's... Pack everything up. We're out of here. That's basically what North Carolina said here. We don't like you. We don't like the way you do business, and we're taking the mac salad with us. Well said. We're out. Yeah. See ya. Because that's... That is, that's not balls. That's not moxie. That's not don't care. That's, we know what's coming. So we're going to say whatever we want to say. Yeah. Without yep. respect to our partners. And notice they didn't need to shit on everyone in the ACC to do it. And they did anyway. So, yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. All right. Less of us, more of you. Uh, Hero 75 gives us $5 to say SMU will be top 25 in football within five years after the apocalypse. I don't see, yeah. I don't see any way. So just stupid little old me, Captain hey, little Monty over here. Nothing little about Monty. Um, Fat. what sense does it make that when you have all that old money oh. and you have all these collectives, what sense does it make that you're not winning now, but you're going to give all that all money away to join the ACC? And we're supposed to believe that you're going to start winning now. Because is recruiting going to get better? Is coaching going to get better? Are expectations going up? You've got hundreds of millions of dollars just sitting there waiting to win games and you didn't win games. Yeah. So now you don't have hundreds of millions of dollars anymore. You spent it. And now we're supposed to believe you're going to win games. Oh, but our new stadium's beautiful. It's all white. And our shirts say Dallas on them. No. Neat. How is that going to help you win games? It's not. I don't see any way that they that they go to the college football playoff. No. Come on. Come on now. James. Whoa. Comment dump. James Knight. Man, you guys have some serious off-field Pollicks. Okay. What's that? What's, what, I'm not what's sure what that, that means. Mean, what's know. that mean, man? Tarrant County SMU, boy. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore to the ACC in five years. You ought to know you bought it. You know. You know. Uh, Alex Rea. Hey, Alex. Good morning. LA schools are going to be game, uh, playing games in New Jersey and Chapel Hill. Is complaining about travel? No. Well, they have 100 million reasons a year not to complain about travel. Oh, by the way, did I mention that they also get West Coast trips with Oregon and Washington? They get exclusive television windows. They get 
all kinds of advantages in the new Big Ten that Cal and Stanford will never have. But that's the difference, and this is this has always been my point. Why are SC, Oregon, UCLA, and Washington in the Big Ten? Oh, that's right. That's right, because they've actually won something of note in recent time. They've been relevant. They've yeah. been playing big football games. Like, that's all that matters. You notice, what's the common theme with all those schools? Even UCLA, they're mid at basketball. UCLA has amazing basketball heritage. I'm not disputing that. I'm talking about recently, though. When's the last time any of those schools have done anything of relevance? Because I can't remember either. So this is about football, man. Football is what pays the bills. I'm I'm just I'm just here to facilitate. <laughs> and listen, Alex, I know you're a Cal guy. You can't tell me you're thrilled about this. California, Berkeley, you're broke. You're in massive, you're still in massive debt. Even when I worked at the great KNBR 680, the, the. sports leader, uh, even way back in the day in 2010, 2011, 2012, you still were trying to find ways, even when the stadium was just finished to pay for it. And you never came up with that. Cal athletics is insolvent. And now you're going to take a pay cut to $12 million a year. And you're going to have to pay increased travel costs, human costs. You've got to build human infrastructure to support academics. That's what I'm saying. Where's where? What is the thing here? Because ultimately, we know with Stanford they've got the endowment. And we're all sick and tired of hearing about it. So we don't really need to talk about money with Stanford. One way or the other, Stanford's going to be fine. Yes. We all know that. But with Cal, what what is the influx of money to cover all of this? Because like you just said, 12's not getting it done. And, and I don't know what that is because, again— and I, I, it's very repetitive. But again, if you win on the football field, this isn't a problem. We don't have to talk about this. If you're, if you're, you know, even a top twenty team, we don't have to talk about this because you've got TV games, you've got relevancy, you're getting paid through that way. But they're not that either. So I'm trying to understand who's who's going to pay the bills for Cal because Cal's not paying their own bills. That's what I don't get. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. And. Um... I, 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 the answer is I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you fix this. I don't know how you spin this. I don't know how you, at what point in what way do you say, hey, yeah, this is okay. We'll, we'll eventually figure it out. Where's the eventually figure it out? And Alex, I'm asking you. I'm not, I'm not preaching at you. I'm asking you what you think is the, what's the upshot here? What, what's the upshot? Yeah. Custom G for $2. UCLA is obligated to cover some of Cal's bills. They're going to give them $1.5 million a year. Which is nothing. Like That does that probably covers your human cost on some level. But, you know. Friend, uh, whoa. OG Gary, with NIL, heritage schools mean zero now. Chase that bag and display your skills to get into the league, irregardless of teams. Well, regardless of teams. Uh, especially when the past PG in today's game went to Davidson and not Duke when the best PG. Yeah, Steph Curry. Exactly right. A. Francis Cart. Cal has endowment money also. They just choose to carry debt. It's what rich people can do. No, it's not. No, it's not. Rich people, do you understand how Cal is structured administratively? 
Cal Berkeley is part of the California education system. Cal is not rich people. Cal pays people which make them rich. The California education system is not well endowed. Does Cal have boosters? Yes. Does Cal have a collective? A small one. But you don't get out from under the fact that you have not been making academic money. Their football program has been terrible for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's not accidental you think Sonny Dykes forgot how to coach football when he left Cal and went to TCU, let's say. That's the hard part for people at Cal to understand is the way that Cal has existed is not how major sports programs are run in college sports. The way that Washington State has existed is not how major college athletics work. It It's not. It's yeah. unsustainable. Uh, Nebraska Red Bull 11 for $5. What's the end of this? Three mega conferences of 2022 or 24 each? I think they stay at four. I kind of agree with you on that. Nobody knows. I don't think anybody has an answer. But you're not going to add another power conference because that spreads the money too thin. Yeah, you're not going to add another power conference, but I, I to answer your question, my opinion is I think we wind up with three power conferences at the end of the day. And I think that process plays out over the course of the next five to seven years. I think what happens, look at what happened in the Pac-12. The bleeding started with USC, right? Yes. Hey, USC left. We're battling to keep UCLA and everyone thought, okay, well, even if those two leave, the Pac's going to be fine. But the pack wasn't fine. It bled out over the course of two years, right? So what's going to happen? Because this is the lead. This is the main point with ACC expansion. Not that they added Calford and SMU. That's not the point. Right. The point is, is that you're adding teams already for something that hasn't even happened yet. Like, let's not forget what they've done here. You've yeah. added teams, gift-wrapped as expansion, but anybody who follows this stuff closely understands, hey, you're only adding teams because you know you're going to lose teams in the future, which is where I say, okay, that's where the bleeding starts because you, you, you're you already losing. You're adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU to replace UNC, Clemson, and Florida State. By anybody's measure, the three you're adding are not the three you're losing. So you're already backsliding. So when those three leave, what's going to happen? I know the grants of rights is locked solid or rock solid, but when you have teams that are leaving and ESPN's involved in that, there's no telling what can happen. And that's my fear is five years from now, these, these teams are going to leave. And then it's, it's the wild, wild East. If you will, the, the ACC could burn down quickly or maybe not. I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. They're at risk of right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think it's something that you really have to consider. In my opinion, the Monty Show, as always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates. While the injury attorneys at The Advocates can't actually prevent you from being in a cycling accident, they will be by your side to support you following your accident. Our legal services won't cost you a dime out of pocket. So when you need an injury attorney, call us. We're The Advocates, your Utah personal injury attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And did you do the advocates, the advocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And again, big shout out to all of our, 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 you know, listeners in Phoenix and Arizona, 
They have a brand new, beautiful office in Phoenix for the advocates. No matter where you are, reach out to the advocates, theadvocates.com. They will absolutely take care of you. And I always tell you about the advocates. You don't pay them a penny out of pocket ever because you don't pay the advocates unless they win your case. Uh, so you can get a free, no cost consultation. You never pay things like retainers. Chat with an attorney live online right now, 24 7, 365. And yeah, if you're out on your bicycle this weekend, it's Labor Day, it's a holiday weekend. If you're out on your bicycle and you get in an accident, you get injured, absolutely make sure that you are covered. Reach out to the injury experts at theadvocates.com. All right, let's get your uh, thoughts in here. Man, listen, look at all you guys coming through this morning. Good to see you. Yes, we are on in the morning today because I see a lot of people asking why we're on so early. Uh, because today's a travel day for us. Mm -hmm. It's a holiday weekend. We will not be here Monday. First show will be back on uh, Tuesday afternoon uh, at our usual time, 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, uh, right here on the Monty Show. Uh, James Knight says, hey, Monty, crushed that golf ball over the weekend, my guys. Yeah, by the way, uh, we are... um, we are traveling our golf clubs. Do you guys travel your golf clubs? We are traveling our golf clubs. PXG is amazing. Couldn't, can't imagine renting clubs. Can't imagine nah. hitting anything but my PXGs. Uh, Mike Smith. All of that NFL talent coming out of Cal makes Cal football even more tragic. They got talent but cannot do anything with it. West Coast, Texas. Well, Texas is going to win games. There is a ton of football talent in the state of California. A ton. But none of it goes to Cal. None of it goes to Stanford. 99% of it goes to Oregon and USC. Yeah. You don't see UCLA winning big football games because usually they don't. But you see Oregon and USC because they recruit well in California. Look at a guy like DTR last year. He won them some big games. I mean, if you have talent, you can win some big games. I mean, UCLA beat Utah last year, right? When Utah came to town. Like, there was some, you won some games last year, but overall, that's the issue, right? Like, if you ask someone under the age of 20 today what UCLA athletics is known for, I'm not sure they'd have an answer for you. And that's the problem. Like, you can say, hey, what is, you know, what's Texas known for? Football. Hey, what is. Ohio State known for football, right? Like, what is Alabama known for? Football. Nick Saban. I can't, Saban. I can't answer that question for Stanford, for Cal, uh, you know, Washington State, I guess, football. SMU. SMU. Like, what are you known for? What's your calling card? Yeah, I agree. I think that's a tough proposition, no doubt about that. Um, Aaron Wilson says, LOL, go for it, dude. I'm listening. Oh, what, 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 oh, boy. We having a fight here? Bryce Martin, I know you're joking, but this is my chance to rant about my frustration with Hawaii. What's your frustration with Hawaii? Alex Reyna, since 2020, we have raised $7 billion and around $200 million earmarked for Cal Athletics. Well, that's great. I'm not arguing that, that Cal has money. It's not the point. It's not. SMU has money. who's been more successful, SMU or Cal? How about Bullet? What does it matter when you're not successful at all? And I'm not ripping Cal. It's just the matter of fact. I'm not arguing. I lived there. I covered Cal. I know Cal. It's not a question of do they have money. Yes. 
but they're no different than Stanford. Stanford's got a crap ton of money, and most of it is because people want to do business with Cal and Stanford. They don't want to go play sports at Cal and Stanford. They want to do business. They want to go and get degrees from Cal and Stanford. Your point, well taken, $7 billion and $200 million of it earmarked for sports. So let me get this right. <laughs> You're making yet, my point. Yet another educational-focused institution struggling in athletics. They don't yeah. care about athletics at Cal. What they care about is $7 billion or, you know, $6.8 billion, I guess that would be, for education. Like, I'm trying, I'm not arguing with you, and I'm not telling you you're wrong. But it it's meaningless. Now, if Mark Madsen turns a basketball program around, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because every Cal alum I know loves Cal sports, but they don't really pay attention to it because there's nothing to pay attention to. Boss Frog, what's up? Good to see you, boss. Uh, hey, fellas, trying to understand the long-term ROI for SMU. Dude, you and I both, my man. What's the point of sacrificing nine years of revenue knowing the marquee programs are possibly negotiating their way out in five years? What's SMU's gain? Yeah, I, I think no the thought, idea. Dude, I think SMU's thought, and this is the only thing I've been able to come up with, SMU, I can only think, is trying to make the point that Hey, we have this money. Yeah, we haven't won, but if we can get into a power conference and we start pouring money into our programs, maybe we can get, you know, maybe we can start making progress on that front. But we know, you know, it it's pointless to win in football at the G5 level uh, and spend all that money because you're not going to see a ton of ROI on that because you're not getting the TV revenue. You don't get national, you know, relevancy at SMU the way you would at, you know, I guess like a San Diego State, let's yeah. say, or like one of those Mountain West teams. So, like, I just think SMU is basically saying, "Hey, we know we got to get into a power conference." And, dude, if they're the if they're the whipping boy for Clemson, great. If they're the team that gets the the living hell beat out of them by a college football playoff team, I think their point is great. We just want to be on that football field on ESPN to try to build our program. Like, I literally think that's what SMU is saying here. That's all it can be. I, I, that's all it can be because I don't I don't understand it. I don't pretend to understand it. I think it's a terrible. I think this is a terrible decision for Stanford, Cal, and SMU. I I, I it's just there, it makes no sense. There's zero return for any three of those brands, in yeah. my opinion. I just don't see it. Al Hall for five dollars. Uh, Oregon State and Washington State should follow SMU's lead and take very limited money for access to the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve won't add them. Yeah. The Big 12 wants nothing to do with 20 teams. Nothing. And why nothing. does why does the Big 12 want nothing to do with why furthermore, why does the Big 10 and the Big 12 want nothing to do with 20 right now? You ever stop and think about that? Oh, that's right because they know the ACC is going to dissolve in 5 to 10 years and they want to pick up those teams. So the Big 10, as you've said 50 times in the past 2 weeks, wants UNC, Notre Dame, Clemson, you know, the big boy brands in the ACC. And then the Big 12, just like they did with the Pac-12, is going to come in and scoop up the valuable second-tier brands of the ACC. That's going to happen. As far as the SEC is concerned, I'm not quite sure. I don't know what that outlook looks like yet. I think one of the other things you have to remember is that if you take on four Pac-12 teams into your conference, like the Big 12 did, 
Are you not concerned with their alliance? Are you not concerned with their existing relationship? Do you want, you know, one of the reasons Cal and Stanford were a no in the Big Ten, do you want six Big Ten teams in your, or Pac-12 teams in your conference? I don't. You're going to lose control of your conference. You're bringing in a new political faction into your conference. Yeah, that's a great point. I, you don't want that. I, I, I think adding Oregon State and Washington State to the Big 12 means makes very little sense to the Big 12 for a lot of reasons. The sad reality is Washington State's not a P5 program. They are in sports. Washington State is a toy store. It, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's very little value there. Yeah. Oregon State, tremendous athletic program, tremendous personnel, tremendous administrators. It sucks for Oregon State. Yeah. Is what it is. It's the reality of big time sports. You got left behind. You got left behind. And now you're forced to fend for yourselves. But the Big 12 won't add them because I, I would not add six teams from a conference because you're going to have to fight them. You're going to have to fight them. One of the reasons I see Stanford and Cal is such an awkward fit in the ACC, politics in the South is very different than, than the liberal democratic culture of California. Yeah. It's very different. Thing. And there's no indictment or judgment there. Politics in the South is very different than the liberal democrat system in California. Yeah. How do those two come together? And then go ahead and throw in the Olman of SMU. I don't, I wouldn't even call that a melting pot. I would call that a cesspool. <laughs> I, I, it, yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska Red Bull 11. What are the N3? Oh, I'm sorry. I read that one already. Uh, the Cali Enigma for $10. Oregon recruits the Bay Area better than Cal does. Yes. Cali has zero interest in investing in its football program. Justin Wilcox, the head coach there, tells you everything about Cal. Cal equals losing. Justin Wilcox probably going to get fired after this year. Okay. And then what? Is Cal a desirable job? No. Is, I mean, pick your, pick your, pick your coach. Is Matt Rule going to Cal instead of Nebraska? No. Is Luke Fickle going to Cal instead of Wisco? No. You're not. When Jim Harbaugh inevitably quits to go back to the NFL, will he be a failure? Yes. I don't know what that had to do with anything, but what did the guy on ESPN this morning call Jim Harbaugh the khaki something, oh, uh, which oh was amazing. God, I can't remember what he said. Yeah, I don't, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me in total. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't. I don't see a lot of. I don't see a lot of value in this whole thing in general. I, I, I dude, I think it's just desperation. Stanford and Cal don't want to be in a group of five. They yeah. don't want to do that. So. They're willing to make concessions in a number of different ways to stay in a power four conference. And I respect that. But ultimately, the only the only get out of jail card here is winning. And that's the hard part about college football right now. The teams that win can write their own ticket. And the teams that win also scheme together to continue to make sure they continue to be the teams that win. Right? So like, Again, it's this whole conversation about the college football playoff setup and the auto bids versus, you know, how we're going to decide those final, you know, six teams or final seven teams or whatever winds up, however they wind up doing it. Like, that's what I'm talking about. So if you're Stanford and Cal, you're on the outside looking in. Set the politics aside. 
you haven't won anything. You don't have a seat at the table. You're not you're not really yeah. doing anything. Yeah, sure, they're in a power conference, but but their opinions, their voice does not matter. It do, like literally, it doesn't matter, dude. As far as as far as the college football playoff is concerned, Stanford, Cal, and SMU might as well be sitting at the little kids' table in the back room because they haven't done anything and don't have a reason to be in the conversation. That's the issue. Yeah, I I don't know what. Yeah, anyway. I, this is Mikey. God, it, it. God, it's Friday. Why? Why is Cal fan trying to die on this hill, dude? Like, Mikey M. Cal had four in all caps. All by the caps. Way. Yeah. All caps. Yeah. Uh, Cal had four starting quarterbacks in the NFL last year. And so what? Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, your boy. Does Davis Webb count? No. He said no. No. He said starting quarterbacks. Davis Webb started for Houston. I don't know who the fourth one is, but don't care. Congratulations. That's Cal had four starting quarterbacks in the NFL last year. Man. <laughs> Fucking right. Wow. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and finish. Cal had four starting quarterbacks in the NFL last year. Go ahead. I'll wait. <clears throat> what is that? What Do you want to phone a friend? What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. What does that mean? And you put it in all caps. So, What the fuck does one thing have to do with the other? It is what it is. What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, Tarrant County SMU, boy. You have to be a little grovelly to do yeah, that. Yeah, a little grovelly. Uh, SMU, I'm just here for the paycheck. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, no, you're not. Uh, Kevin, they just want to be at the dance. Could be absolutely true. Peninsula P. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I do. This damn well better be a Florida State fan, dude. SMU's long-term play to win the ACC a few times and get picked up by the SEC in 2036. <laughs> well, we all know that Greg Sankey's the devil and he's never going to die, so good luck with that. Good luck. Um, Oski the Bear. Don't waste your breath, Mikey. They can eat crow when Cal proves them wrong. Oh, please. Please, dude. Man. Again, I'm not here Bro. to be right. Bro. I'm asking you, Mikey and Oski the Bear. Uh <laughs> Bro, whatever the who gay hey, man. Can you just just is Oski a type of meat that you're gonna serve me when you give me this crow sandwich in fifty years? Like back, come on, dude. He's a back to front bear. I'm apparently, dude. Apparently. Uh, just explain to me what I'm wrong about. <laughs> so Cal had four starting quarterbacks in the NFL last year. I can only think of three. I don't know who the fourth one would be. And that only counts if if you're giving credit to Davis Webb. Uh, which I'm not sure you can do that. But I'm not Cal educated like you guys. Um, um, I'm just asking, what the fuck does that mean? They, congratulations. Oh, my God. USC has 10 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. We're not starting. What does that mean? <laughs> right? Seriously. Like, what does that mean? When was the last time you're like, oh, shit, Cal's on. I got to watch. 
I mean, besides Oski the Bear, who's a back-to-front wiper. Like, what is – besides Oski the Bear, what, when's the last time you're like, oh, Cal's on? Well, put the band on the field. God damn. Put the band Nobody, on the field. He does not understand the, the Cal the, – the band is on the field reference. Joe Starkey forever. Um, Stay hard! What does it mean? What is the relevance of that? Please educate me. I am Mikey and Mikey's P and uh, Oski's <laughs> B. I'm here for it. <laughs> I am here for it. Mr. Monkey, weren't you guys ranting yesterday that the ACC will never dissolve? No. No, we weren't actually. Go back and watch what we said yesterday. Yeah. Tarrant County SMU, boy. SMU, I'm here so I won't get fined. Don't eat the Skittles. They're, they're killing you. Uh, you're too kind, AW. I probably am. Bryce Martin, Cliff wouldn't recruit defense at Texas Tech. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. Mike Smith, FSU called emergency trustee meeting to see how much it will cost to put a hit out on NC State president for voting yes. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Bryce, Big 12 has to get pit. If nothing else, that's a must because we need to reward West Virginia for them staying. Okay. That's fine. James Knight, forgive my arrogance, but does this mean it's all finalized now? It does not. It's far from finalized. You know. Conference Commissioner Gumby, are we living or am I dreaming? You're dreaming. Yeah, you're dreaming, dude. Yeah. Connor Tulin, Monty in the morning for one day. I love that show. Yeah, me too. Uh, Gumby, where is my email? Aaron Wilson says in the comment section yesterday. James Knight, these guys are balling in the morning, Gumby. We're trying. Yeah, dude. You know. We're By the way, past 30,000 subs. Keep subscribing. Appreciate we did, yeah. If you guys could hit the like button, that'd be great. I, I'm I'm not executing. Uh, we've had 6,000 views on the show this morning and only 158 likes, so please do hit the like button. Uh, appreciate that. And if you are not subscribed, please do. Even if you are Peninsula P. Yeah, we like Peninsula P. <laughs> it's an all-open game here. 30,269 subscribers. Bro, Wild. Peninsula P is a gangster Wild. name, dude. Uh, Alex Rea, uh, being in the ACC will be damn interesting for sure. It, 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 it certainly elevates your home games. Yeah. Uh, maybe that, maybe that draws more fans. That'd be great because concessions and ticket sales count. So that's I mean, what I'm saying though. Like, I think for a bread. lot of these teams, like just being associated with a conference, like maybe that's the play. I, I, I don't know what else it is. Like again, for SMU is the play just, yeah, we want Clemson to roll through our facility. Yeah. Is that what it is? I, I mean, it certainly could be. It certainly could be. Uh, Mike Smith, Gumby did not get the memo. No cover sheet. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, dude, no cover sheet, bro. We don't do cover sheets on this show. Oh, my God. I haven't thought of a cover letter. In Hello, here, man. Uh, Brandon Butler, I could see SMU throwing a bag at the khaki cancer or Pervin to give their brand some sense of legitimacy. I I, I think if... khaki cancer. If Jim Harbaugh quits <laughs> Michigan, I think he's going to get a show cause because he will get a six-month... He'll get a six-game ban for next yeah. season. Yeah. So if if he does not, if Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan to go to the NFL or wherever he ends up, I think the I think college the NCAA will give him a a, a show cause. I think and he deserves it. Why is why is he the guy? Why is he the guy you need to hire? How is how is Pervin Liar the guy that you're like yeah oh yeah he's the guy. Explain to me how there's not a more qualified, more ethical, uh, won't stand for domestic violence or Aaron Hernandez coach in your 
in your funnel to mm-hmm. hire as your next football coach instead of Pervin Liar. I mean, are, is there an overabundance of blondes in sports bars waiting to be groped? Is that why you're hiring Pervin Liar? Like, why would you hire him over a million other qualified candidates? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you hire Jim Harbaugh, who's quitting only to avoid suspension? Because that's what it seems like to me. Go coach the Browns, dude. Congratulations. You're the head coach of the Browns. Yeah. Go do it. Do you, man. That's fine. Uh, James Knight, the Monty Show, dedicated and deserves success accordingly. Appreciate that. James, bro, I got a question for you, dude. Uh, what time is it in Australia? Because you are in a good mood this morning, and I appreciate that. I do. It's nighttime, isn't it? Yeah, I think isn't it's it nighttime. A, it's right? end of day right now. Yeah, it's end of day in Australia, I think. OG Gary, Monty over here almost set me up for failure, told me the show was going to start at 8 a.m. Well, yeah, then ACC well, expansion happened. Good old Pete got on the Twitter machine and, you know. You know. It just, it is, it is what it is. Mike Smith, Monty about to do God voice. Let's go. God. God. Uh, Mid Callaway McCluskey. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> if you could go back and eat breakfast with one of four NFL QBs from Callaway. <laughs> Let's wind the clocks back a year. What would you, ha- what would you eat? Oh, hippie lettuce. Um. Uh, Bryce Martin, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Davis Webb, and yeah, I don't know who the fourth yeah, one is. Yeah, who's the fourth? So if any of the Cal folks in the chat want to let me know. Okay, let me. Let me I'm just let saying. Me... Uh, James Knight, Mikey M., our resident Caps troller this morning. <laughs> I've never understood that, the whole Caps thing. Gregory uh, Cohn. Greg, how are you? Scott Barnes would have jumped at the Cal and Stanford terms for membership in the AAC yesterday, like a month ago for sure. Uh, Bryce Martin Tech literally has the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Laura Weiss. Davis Webb is a coach with the Broncos. He will be at Tech game against Wyoming. Is he really? I did not know that. Congratulations, Cal. Um, (laughs) I don't know who it is. Yeah, I don't know who the fourth is just looking at the list here. Oski the Bear. Oski, you're a Cal guy. Who are the four starting quarterbacks in the NFL last year? You ought to know. You bought it. Yes, hire Marshawn as a head coach. He'd be a great head coach. Yeah, for real. No more Skittles, though, dude. Uh, the Cali Enigma. Think about it. The city of Berkeley fights against the athletic department in fighting at its best. Peninsula P was joking, guys. Still love the name Peninsula P. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, Peninsula P is a gangster name, dude. I'm about that name. It is. I am all about that name. Peninsula P, are you a Cal guy or California guy? Like, Is that where you live yeah, or are you a Florida you guy? Are. James L., how are you, James? Uh, it makes me nervous. The precedent SMU is set, doesn't it, though? For real. That's a great, not a good point. That's a great point. That could preclude other G5s from ascending to the P4, requiring no TV revenue to join. Tulane, Memphis, UConn, et cetera, eventually. Absolutely, it could. Yep. There is no doubt. Carson for $2. What's up with Miami? Are they content to stay? My, the funny thing is Miami was Miami was a no. Miami's kind of, speaking of enigma, Miami's kind of an enigma. I don't think anybody knows. that The city of Miami and really uh, Wade County, Florida. It's Wade County. Dade, but it's Dwayne Wade County. It's a different environment. Right. <laughs> the politics on its own. In Miami, Miami is a big fan of Miami. The energy drink, too. Right. They love Miami. Right. From... 
fucked up energy. Uh, but Miami's a kind of a, it, it is an enigma. I don't think anybody has a real reach mm-hmm. on Miami. Truly, I don't think anybody has a, a read on them because you're, you're this private school that is highfalutin. Again, lots of money, lots of donors. Mario Cristobal's a god. You don't win games. They certainly have to be better this year than they were last year. Seriously. But you're this interesting team where you just don't you just don't operate. It's really odd why Miami's not better than they they had been. Yeah. Cuz I want the convicts versus Catholics, Miami Notre Dame. I want I'm here for it. 100%. I'm all about it. I love it. I've always loved it. I think when Miami Hurricane football is better, we're all better. College football is better. Yeah. And right now, do you want University of South Florida or do you want Miami? Because South Florida is a great football program. But I, I am of the generation that knows Miami football when it was a power brand. And I really hope Mario Cristobal can reinstate them. Hopefully. I, I I truly do. I do. All right. Hour number three of the Monty Show presented by our friends at Bucked Up Energy. I just hit the tune. It, I think I've hit it every time. I am. I'm a natural. Uh, the Candy Cherry Miami debate. Let's see. Pete Thamel's made a bit of a Twitter. Uh, the AAC and Oregon State and Washington State are no longer engaged in expansion talks. Wow, man. I mean, I, I just, you know, wow, dude. Pimps will pimp <clears throat> when they be pimping. I think I've hit it every time. I, I believe I can fly. You guys, come on, man. Bless up. Hey, look here, man. Now listen. <laughs> I'm a humble guy. Let's wind the clocks back a year. Good looking. Let's wind the clocks back to 7 o'clock. Like, I wear a size 15 here, Jordan. Look at this shit. Are you kidding me? I got on shorts today. You got to get stroked. Uh, you guys. Minutes parade. You ready to crown my ass or what? How many times do I have to be right? What's up, big bro? Bless up. Don't you guys love my humility? Yeah, dude. Don't, don't you guys just love the fact that, again, I'll tell you, I'm, no, I won't. We really um, did. We have reported for how long on this show? Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. And right, again. Pete. And again. And again. Yeah. How many times can I say it? That it is amazing to me. Then anybody thought the AAC was an actual option. You fucking donkey. We have reported on this show for weeks and months that the AAC was not an option for Oregon State and Washington State. People mocked us. They mock what they don't understand. We have reported on this show for weeks and months that the Oregon State, Washington State, have an invitation from the Mountain West. Yeah. We reported last week that Gloria Navarez crushed her presentation 
with Oregon State and Washington State. Dominated. Absolutely dominated. Yeah. And now this morning, our guy, our best friend in life, that's not true. Um, <clears throat> Pete Thamel is reporting, as I screen grab his tweet, that the AAC, Oregon State and Washington State, are no longer engaged in expansion talk. So get your facts straight. Yeah. I, I, the other day, you guys, I'm not going to argue with you. I looked like a plump tomato wearing a red shirt. I'm not <laughs> arguing that point. Facts. Well, you're a Utah fan, so, you know. I am simply saying I am never wrong about anything. Just ask me. I will tell you. <laughs> the hacks on YouTube. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> like, you, can, you cannot make this up. What we have reported. <laughs> we're just, you know. add, we're, no, add to it now. The hacks on YouTube who don't know shit about Cal. Right. We don't know anything about Chase Garbers. Yeah, ask Oski. Just saying. <sighs> okay, all right. Just saying. Get to oh, he don't know nothing. Get to buckedup.com. So you too. <laughs> that must be it. It's the buckshot. That's, you know. It must be it. Hey, look at that. A Florida man. Join the membership. Let's go. Hey, let's go. <laughs> well, this is a big deal now. Yeah. Um, I think what this represents uh, is, is a significant a significant move to end realignment this weekend. Yeah. And we have talked about this, and now that Pete Thamel is reporting that Oregon State, Washington State are no longer engaged with the AAC, as we told you, it was certainly not the desire of Oregon State and Washington State to play in that footprint. Yeah. And I think it makes too much financial sense for Oregon State and Washington State not to go to where they will be the biggest, baddest brands in that conference. Because the minute that Scott Barnes and Oregon State sign that letter of agreement, they are the best brand in the, in the Mountain West. Best. They will be the best football program in the Mountain West. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you're, you're putting, like, again, I, I, I know San Diego State fan doesn't, hasn't liked us much lately, but I think Oregon State's putting San Diego State on notice, right? When Oregon State jumps into that conference, hey, dude, we're better than you. And you need to come out and prove that that you can compete with us because I, I, I think what's really interesting moving forward is like when a P5 or what was a P5 brand joins a group of five conference in the Mountain West, how does the general college football community view that in three to five years? Because I can tell you right now, three to five years from now, I'm not going to look at Oregon State and be like, oh, yeah, they're a G5. It doesn't, you know, they, they, there's no way they could ever be in this power conference, the Big 12. Oregon State, in my opinion, would be a fine fit in the Big 12, but I just think now was not the time. So for Oregon State, they're going to be just fine. They're going to continue to win. They're going to find their way. I have no doubt about that. But as far as Washington State is concerned, that place is a dumpster fire, and I don't know, I have no idea what you do with that. I don't know either, but I think it is of significant news that we are now very quickly approaching the end of this cycle of realignment. Yeah. Because if Oregon State and Washington State are as engaged with the Mountain West as we have reported exclusively on the show, it's over. Yeah. 
And I, I, think it's, I think it's over now. The bigger question for me is, the bigger question for me is, when you look at... <laughs> <laughs> look, we're doing a morning show today. It's a little bit different of a vibe. Just work with us here, okay? Work with us. Just work um, with us, dude. When you, when you look at what happens to the Pac-12 now, Jake, in your opinion... Does the Mountain West get to keep that P5 designation? Yeah, I think that's going to be tough. I, I I think that the Mountain West is is not going to be viewed as a conference that, you know, is is P5 caliber or I guess P4 caliber in this case because ultimately you don't have enough brands that warrant that, right? Like I know the San Diego State saga. San Diego State wants to be a power team more than anything. And I love that about them, but I also hate the way they handled it. And I think the Mountain West Conference, from an image standpoint, took kind of a beating in that whole thing. I mean, I don't think anyone looks at Gloria Navarez and says she's a crap commissioner because of how San Diego State tried to leave the conference. But I just think that if you're, you know, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, the Big 10, and you're looking at the group of five, you're like, yeah, the Mountain West is, is probably the best of the group of five. And now, based on this Thamel news and based on our news, that which we had two hours ago, which was, hey, they're not going to the AAC. They're going to the Mountain West. Now, the Mountain West, I guess, has a play. But like I've been saying, the Mountain West is just a Band-Aid recovery option for Oregon State. And make no mistake about it, Oregon State and Washington State are in two completely different situations, in my opinion. Oregon State is moving forward. Renovated facilities. Scott Barnes is a damn good athletic director. Like you're, you're in a great place at Oregon State. You're just having to work through circumstances of the Pac-12 melting down. Washington State is a whole different scenario because of they're in massive debt. You, you're talking about being seventy million dollars in the wrong direction with your athletic uh, uh, department, and you're talking about an athletic department that. It, it, on its face, doesn't do a whole lot of winning. You're not Stanford where you're universally respected. You're not, you know, uh, an athletic department that's just like, yeah, man, wow, even though they're $70 million in debt, we understand why, and we respect the fact that they're really good. That That's yeah. not the narrative with Washington State. So Washington State, I do think, is a unfortunately, is a university that will fall by the wayside. They will be regarded as a, as a group of five-level institution from an athletic standpoint because they just don't run it good that's I'm, the issue i'm curious what happens if oregon state joins the mountain west here and they get a bid to the college football playoff because one of the things that this all settles out and one of the things i think you have to remember is that the college football playoff committee has already talked about the pac-12 going away and that even if you merged and somehow kept that brand alive, that would not be a P5 brand with an AQ. Right. Automatic qualifier, excuse me. I think it's fascinating that a guy like Scott Barnes and Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, they have the ability to win big-time football games. That's, a, that's arguably a 10-win team this year. Yeah. In the last year of the Pac-12. You would think if they go into the Mountain West – you would certainly believe that they can win the Mountain West. They would be an automatic qualifier. Is their sh seat at the table not certainly more guaranteed in the Mountain West than it is in the Pac-12? As odd as that seems, stepping down. Do they not make more money in the Mountain West? And I think, I think 
Scott Barnes may realize that. Do you not make more money and have a better opportunity to get to the college football playoff from the Mountain West than you do in the Pac-12? Well, isn't this the Gonzaga conversation? It is. Right? The Gonzaga to the it Big is. 12 conversation? Hey, Gonzaga's chilling in their conference, winning that conference every year, getting to the tournament every single year, and your budget's on autopilot. There's no stress. There's no, like, oh, my God, where's our money coming from? No, nah, dude, we're, we're getting some TV money. We're getting that tournament money. Uh, we're good to go. Right, and obviously Gonzaga doesn't play football, so it's a little bit different of a conversation, but you kind of see my point, how these two might be a little bit parallel when you talk about situations. Again, this is where winning is the X factor. Washington State doesn't win, Oregon State wins. Oregon State routinely has decided the fate of the Pac-12 championship game, right? Yes. Oregon State has been that team that everyone knows is a 10-win team, but nobody watches. They have been sitting up there with that new facility they're building, waiting for an opportunity. And I agree, this is potentially their opportunity. If you can find your way into the college football playoff and you can find a way to be uh, a top 25 team on the low end, be 25 to 20 somewhere, you have a path. So that's why I say if you can win and dominate the Mountain West on the football field, tell me when the ACC stuff happens in five years. And there's opportunity and realignment again. Tell me Oregon State's not going to be attractive for a bigger conference. Oh, I think it's it's absolutely huge. And we're talking about this because Pete Thamel, ESPN College Football Insider, reporting the AAC and Oregon State, Washington State are no longer engaged in expansion talks. And I think that this is this is inevitable based on what we've talked about on the on the program. Um, I just don't see any way that um that this was going to be a fit. And I think it's very interesting that you have a situation where the AAC now has to find itself a foothold Mm -hmm. because the G5 has significant influence over the uh, college football playoff. And the AAC with, with Oregon State and Washington State would have raised its profile. But now the Mountain West becomes the preeminent G5. It's not close. Yeah. And I think the brands, and and if you're a long-suffering Fresno State fan, if you're a long-suffering Boise fan, certainly San Diego State has to feel some bit of, of not vindication, but almost relief. All's well that ends well, if you will, at San Diego State. I, this is a major win for the Mountain West. They've now got to find a way to add Oregon State and Washington State expeditiously. Um you know, it's interesting. Pete Thamel also reporting Cal Chancellor Carol Christ on non-revenue travel for sports like baseball, softball, volleyball, and soccer. Quote, the AAC is really the ACC is really interested in using Dallas as a place where teams may come together to minimize travel. I mean, look, I, I don't know how many other times I can I, I don't know how many other times I can do it. What did I just say like two hours ago? There's going to be hubs there's going to be places for things like and i swear to god if the ncaa sanctions pickleball (laughs) i'll lose my mind oh yeah guys 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 we're going to uh world and we're gonna have a massive pickleball tournament but they're talking about doing regional events like golf soccer volleyball yeah Baseball and softball, having using a big part of the preseason 
And I, you know, I was talking to a guy yesterday that was talking about fall ball that's about to kick off in baseball. Yeah. And I believe in softball as well. Yeah. They're talking about sending all of the West Coast potted teams into a tournament based on what happened in the College World Series. So really trying to perpetuate success. Yeah. And trying to find sponsorship money to make baseball and softball tournaments or like with soccer, sending all the soccer teams to a hub every year in a, in a conference. The ACC would have Charlotte be a soccer tournament hub. Yeah. All of these these in-season events where you play these round-robin tournaments for 10 days at a time and you're in these areas, it allows you to play a volume of games in one location in a small window of time which for teams like Cal and Stanford would allow them to keep their focus on academics. And chops down cost. So I'm just saying. There are ways, but I I, I, I think, think that, I hit it every time. Yeah, you do. You do. Absolutely you do. And I think that, you know, it's... I think I've hit it every time. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Uh, you I know, I think it. It, it's... it's Look, it's a situation where, like I said, they're going to figure out the travel yep. side of it. It's going to get figured out. Is it ideal? No, absolutely not. And And, you know, again... What do the non-revenue-generating sports look like? So what I say is the non-revenue-generating sports will go to the NBA in-season tournament model. I don't think they have any choice but to do that because you need games that are significant and determine revenue and postseason berths without having to send Stanford on a West Coast swing or Cal on uh, an East Coast swing, rather. Through South Florida, Charlotte, through. But think about it, dude. If you're going to do these hub tournament style events, let's say, we'll call them events, you know, uh, again, the, 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 the importance is on winning because I guarantee you yes. as part of the sales package, there's going to be sponsorship involved and there's going to be Absolutely. all these things. I mean, again, it's the whole, it's that whole thing we always talk about with the big 12 championship game, the Dr. Pepper, big 12 championship game. Like, dude, you're able to attract bigger brands when you put together events that bring eyeballs. And I'm not saying it's got to be a nationally televised event, but you're telling me that, that, you know, major brands are not interested in 10,000 people coming to a certain place for TV tournament style events. Yeah. It, It it's the only way that it makes sense in college soccer. Lacrosse already does it. I, I don't, I don't mean to keep going back to lacrosse, but the best example is they already send 20 teams to Connecticut for lacrosse events. Yeah. You're going to see that for soccer and it's going to be made for TV. And one of the more interesting angles here that I've heard about consistently is women's college sports being a feeder to support women's professional sports. So they're trying to find models in women's soccer specifically And if you're a soccer fan, I think this will resonate with you. But the women's college soccer game is not utilized by the national team system as it should be. So they're trying to find a way to to make that happen. Yeah, I think this is an exact opportunity where that could happen. Where you could have scouting, where you could have development, where you can have... There's all kinds of synergy between the U.S. women's national team program College and professional in North America. And it, it can only help everybody. Yeah. 
It can only help everybody. So I think it's something to really pay attention to. Let's get your thoughts on it. Uh, Jay Chapman, Monty, you act like the SEC has no interest in North Carolina at all. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case at all, but North Carolina has far more interest in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think North Carolina is just a better fit in the Big Ten. And academically, North Carolina, and I, I don't know that anybody's made it more clear that academics are important in their relationships than North Carolina has out that way. Um, I think North Carolina would love to be in business with brands like Northwestern. Yeah. And the, 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 you'll notice, and let me put this back up here, Jay, um, the statement that North Carolina made, if you look at this statement, notice the last paragraph here. Alumni fans, furthermore, the economics of this newly imagined transcontinental conference do not sufficiently address the income disparity ACC members face. The income disparity. Let me spell that out for you. The money that we're not making because we're in the ACC. Yeah. And you know that the Big Ten loves North Carolina. They would love to add North Carolina and Notre Dame. If you're the AC, if you're North Carolina, would you rather be in business with Stanford and Cal all the way out there in this statement? With respect, the academic excellence in programs, uh, the uh, competitive, the distance for routine in-conference competitive play are too great for this arrangement to make sense. So would you rather be in business in the ACC or would you rather be in business with the Big Ten where you're making $100 million and you're doing, you're doing academics with Notre Dame and Northwestern and Washington, USC, UCLA? I, I don't think there's any doubt that if Greg Sankey could add North Carolina today, he would do it. Yeah. Who doubts that? I don't doubt that at all. I just I think the other thing you got to consider is the SEC is just on autopilot, bro. Like yeah. with how much money they make and how the conference feels and the relationship. Like, dude, they're they they don't need to fix a car that's not broken. I mean, the thing is just producing, and and that's why I say that's that's why SEC the SEC was cool to add Texas and Oklahoma because those two particular brands fit in great with the group you already have. Right, they, they they fit in seamlessly. There's no like it's not you know Bay Area politics with Southern you know politics or any of this odd fitting stuff. Oklahoma and Texas fit in awesome with you know LSU and Ole yep. Miss and Alabama and like dude, it just fits perfectly. So that's why I say it's not about the SEC not wanting UNC. That's right. It's about the SEC understanding that they just need to be patient. They need to wait for turmoil to really strike the ACC then they can go hunting. But they have no need to right now. It's just not necessary. Yeah, a huge day of news, you guys. And keep the comments coming. Please hit the like button if you have not. If you're new to the show, um, please uh, consider subscribing. We are in the middle of a, a wild growth phase. Uh, we have added, uh, I believe now, 9,000 subscribers in the last 28 days. Let's it's go, ridiculous. Baby. We're at 30,289 subscribers on the channel. We're just getting started. Let's get to uh, 50,000. So if you're new here, please give us a thumbs up. Everybody, if you haven't hit the like button, we've had over 7,000 views today and we've only got like 200 likes. Please hit the like button. Uh, and if you're new, please give us a subscribe. It really helps the channel grow. In two minutes, let me just run down 
the news today um, that the ACC is expanding with Stanford and Cal and SMU. Um, SMU will take no TV or media distribution for nine years, which is amazing. Stanford and Cal will receive $12 million per school um, in the ACC, which obviously that's a huge pay cut uh, for them. Um, sources say that the ACC flipped North Carolina State and Miami to yes votes, which is a little shocking in the way that the alignment of North Carolina and North Carolina State is has been thought to be working. Well, that's out the window now. Uh, and the ACC is planning for Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina to leave the ACC by negotiated exit within five years. And what that means is there is a belief that there is industry realignment coming. And what that means is TV, TV partners, the NCAA and these conferences are all working together to find the best fit in the best possible way to make everybody the most money, which makes a lot of sense because there is commonality in success. I think we all know that. Yeah. That if you want to succeed, and I think all these schools and all these these entities in TV and in the NCAA want to succeed because that makes them more money, there is a lot of advantages to working together. And the ACC grant of rights is lock solid. We've talked about that for months. It's a $120 million buyout. It runs through 2036. The only way that you get out of that is negotiating and leverage. TV partners have leverage. ESPN has significant leverage, especially in the NCAA. So it will be interesting to watch that process play out. Um, it also is this morning breaking news from ESPN. As we've reported on the show, the AAC and Oregon State and Washington State are no longer talking. It was always, in our reporting and what we have heard, it has always been an afterthought for the Mountain West to add Washington State and Oregon State. There is too much money to be lost by traveling across this country for small revenue uh, conference partners like the Mountain West, Oregon State, and Washington State. It made very little sense to have the AAC come in with a coast-to-coast -coast conference model and now the AAC finds itself very much in the same place as the ACC. How do we survive? Well, the ACC is going to survive because they added Stanford, Cal, and SMU today. What's the AAC going to do? And where will their brands go for survival? I think as soon as we get Washington State and Oregon State in the Mountain West, this cycle of realignment's over. But that does not mean realignment's over. No. I think we will continue to see this for the next long while. Yeah. I think we will continue to see this for the next long while. Let's get your thoughts in here on the Monty Show. Mike Smith, eventually ACC and AAC will merge to become the AACC or not. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, David Ute fan. What's up, David? AAC equals or ACC equals Pac-12 all over again unless they can show some kind of leadership. Well, when you're when you're losing significant brands, it's tough to do that. Yeah. Uh, Bot says rip to my beef. See, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so, dude. I think you're actually in a better place than it than it seems on the surface. Uh, yes, yes, revenue will be down. Yes, absolutely. But you can make up that gap uh, through winning. You know, and I think that's that's the opportunity that you have, and I think you're going to save a lot versus the Stanford and Cal plan uh, when you look at travel and 
you know, you look at where you're going and where, and really where you're not going. Cause I think that's the, the more valuable portion where you don't have to go. Uh, and I think that Oregon state, again, they're not stupid. And, and I think, again, yeah. I, I, that's why I continue to give Oregon state credit. Like you've not panicked here. You, you, you've gone through the process and I, I think the Mountain West is a really nice landing spot for now. I, I yes, I believe that Oregon State is a is a really nice fit in the Big Twelve. Just not right now. Just not right now. And does that change in the future? I think there's a good chance it may. I think there's a really good chance that it may. I, I, I just don't know when that happens. I, I think it'll be interesting. It will be very – I love this, dude. I, I think these, this is a great move for, for Oregon State. And I, I'm, I'll ask again, are you telling me, are you really telling me, are you really telling me that Oregon State just didn't get a much more direct path to the, to the uh, college football playoff? Yeah, I mean, I think you did. I, I mean, I think for starters, you're 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 in a better, you know, a, a more well-run conference than the Pac-12. The Mountain West, you know, talent-wise, success-wise, obviously isn't better than what the Pac-12 was on the football field, but I do think it's run much better with Glory Navarez at the helm. I, I I just think that that's pretty straightforward. But obviously, the main point is is yeah, you're the best football team in that conference now, and you. You know, you, you, yeah, you'd be able to get to the college football playoff, and all you got to do is continue to do what you've been doing: win ten games, be a good team, and get your, you know, playoff games. Like I think if you know, the first step would be getting into the college football playoff, and then the next step is obviously winning a game, and then the next step would be winning two games. That can play out over the course of the next three years. Yeah, I think this is just such a huge transformative day in the history of college sports. Again. I mean, we're seeing it, and I feel like we say this once every couple of weeks now because there it is, you guys. There it is. The ACC released a graphic right there um, where they're talking about, you know, welcoming Cal, SMU, and Stanford to the ACC. Yeah. I mean, it's a historic, truly a historic day that you are watching. But look at those brands at the, on the bottom, the ones that were already in the ACC. You tell me Boston College is excited about the ACC dissolving one day? You tell me that, uh, what, Georgia Tech? Right? Like, look at some of these brands. Like, there are brands there that will struggle to have a home if the ACC were ever to dissolve or not be in existence. And that's what I think is tough, man. And that's, I'm telling you, the writing is on the wall. The big boys will come for that conference at some point. Yeah. <coughs> man, as I die on my water. Where does BC, Georgia Tech, Louisville, NC State, now that they split from North Carolina, Syracuse, where does Syracuse go? I mean, this is a very scary time for a lot of smaller brands. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. All right. Let me get a few more of your comments, then we got to get to locks and prize picks. Uh, John Teal. John. Hi, John Teal. Good to see you, friend. At least Oregon State can keep its uh, California pipeline. Yeah, they'll be in there. <coughs> Man. Conference Commissioner Gumby says, don't die, Monty. I'm trying not to. Uh, how long does Notre Dame stay independent? When the when North Carolina decides to go to the Big Ten, they go with them. 
Notre Dame, our mother. Pray for us, right? That's when Notre Dame goes to the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the only avenue for Notre Dame. Uh, uh, whoa. Uh, Bot said, how long does Jonathan Smith stay after leaving the pack? I, I don't know why. Why are Beaver fans so flipping negative? Why would Jonathan Smith leave Oregon State when his path to the college football playoff just got a very straight, direct line? Got easier. What? I don't understand that. Uh, Rachel Hutchinson. Cal has revenue sports potential. Don't you think they might be motivated now to turn the page and commit more resources to winning? The mockery received might be motivating to prove otherwise. I mean, it, it could be. But haven't but, you been being mocked for years? I mean, Cal. I don't think you've been anything for years, dude. Cal's football program has been mocked for a long time. I mean, I'm just telling you, like they, like yeah, sure, they'll put a product on the field that'll be physical with you, but you're never, they're never in danger of winning a game, and that's what I think is tough. And the only reason that's the case, like let's be very clear, the only reason that's the case is because institutions like Cal prioritize education over athletics, and I'm not saying that. Utah prioritizes athletics over education, but what I am saying is Utah puts a priority on athletics, understands that while education is number one, athletics uh, allows you allows you to bring in more students because, again, yeah. you can't tell me the, uh, you know, the law school student doesn't enjoy going to a big-time football game or going to this or that. Like, dude, athletics is part of a successful and thriving ecosystem at an institution. Yeah, I and agree. Stanford and Cal are learning that lesson. Tony Miranda. Uh, Oregon State and Washington State can split the profit now that they're the last ones in the back 12. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. So that is if everybody leaves. Nobody left. The conference just disappeared because the grant of rights ends June 30th. So nobody, nobody bailed. There are no profits beyond June 30th. So all 12 members of the conference will split the profit and the cost equally. So the holiday UCLA and, you know, Pac-12 lawsuit, the holiday bowl UCLA Pac-12 lawsuit split 12 ways. Yep. The Comcast money split 12 ways. Yep. And if there's anything left over, it will be split equally. Because nobody left early. Nobody bailed early. They said, hey, when the grant of rights expires, we're out. All of them said that unanimously. So it's not like anybody was like, oh, yeah, we're going to stay. Nobody stayed. Everybody yeah. left because they don't have a grant of rights. Yeah. So unfortunately, Tori, it just doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, Clint Mose, uh, Beavs will uh, be found on CBS Sports Network and FS1. I believe you're right. But hey, man, I'm telling you. But the non-con schedule, you. dude, once you get to the college football playoff, I think that opens up opportunities in your non-con, your non-conference scheduling. And, and I think that Oregon State would have no problem. You tell me that USC or, you know, a premier West Coast brand wouldn't want to have Oregon State come to their house or maybe do a one-and-one, one, right? You come here, we'll go there type deal. I mean, you can't tell me that's, that's not in conversation. That's what I'm saying. Like, Oregon State and Washington State are just very different. Oregon State is respected yeah they're not a national power per se but that's dude if if you're usc and you are playing in the first three weeks of your season oregon state in your non-conference dude that's a quality opponent for non-conference scheduling 
Yeah, I, I'm interested to see how I'm interested to see how this impacts Oregon State. Because I'm a big Oregon State believer, as most of you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, Daniel Dixon picking up buckshot order from Walmart. They sell Let's it here in Waterloo, go. Iowa. Hello, Iowa. Yes! Let's go. I'm this right here. Yeah. Is 200 milligrams of caffeine with a bunch of brain food in it, and it works amazingly well. It is a high-powered energy shot from Bucked Up Energy, BuckedUp.com. My favorite flavor by far is watermelon. I drink one on the show every single day. Mm-hmm. I The amazing thing is, is that we also take it with us to golf. They're awesome, dude. They are freaking amazing at making you a better golfer. You hit the turn, you pop a buckshot, I'm telling you. Hole 12, 13, 14 forward, so much better. The rounds I do not hit buckshot, I do not play as well on the back. Yeah. Point blank. Uh, I kid you not. Go to buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase at checkout at buckedup.com. All right, you guys, it is time for locks. Let's go. College football on this show. You know when we talk college football, it's always brought to you by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. We start with Texas Tech at Wyoming. Laramie, Wyoming. 7,000 feet above sea level. 5.30 5.30 p.m. Saturday, uh, 5.30 CBS. This is a tough one. And I'm curious, how, what is your level of confidence on your pick here, Jake? What is your, uh, like... I feel pretty good about this one, dude. I, I think that the the altitude will make a difference early in the game. I have no doubt about that, but I, I think that... I would rather deal with altitude than deal with humidity and cramping. And I think that that altitude, you know, yeah, it definitely plays a factor. I, I'm not trying to minimize the fact that Laramie's 7,000 feet above sea level. That's definitely a significant yeah. difference than what Texas Tech is used to playing at. At the same time, if we're going to put that much weight on the altitude, we need to put that much weight on Texas Tech's talent advantage. There is no reason why. Texas Tech should not roll in there and handle business and win this game by three touchdowns. I, I just, I don't like you, like if you're as good as the preseason conversation has you being, you will handle business in the first half and then run the ball in the second half. Tyler Shook has, I think, the ability right now in front of him this year to become one of the first quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft. They are prolific. They have tech, obviously. I don't have to tell you about the receiving core. They need to come out and put Laramie to bed. Mm -hmm. Put Wyoming to bed because Wyoming is not going to keep up in 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 a firefight. Their offense is bottom of the NCAA. I think they're 120. Yeah. But that Cowboy defense is unbelievable. They are good. Um, The linebacking core, I think, is probably top five on the West Coast. They're not dissimilar to Utah in the way that they they are physical. Their secondary at Wyoming is experienced. I don't think they can play stylistically with Texas Tech. This is one of those matchups where Wyoming will not see 
this level of offensive talent and firepower on the field the rest of the year. I think that's the only reason that Texas Tech goes to Wyo and wins. That is not a slight on Texas Tech. I think Joey has built a program in Lubbock. Wyoming is getting a lot of respect from me, as they should. This defense, this defense might be top 10 on the West Coast. They're not as good as Utah's defense, but they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of concerns about covering 14. Wyoming is 16-1 and one since 1993 when the opposing game of the season is at home in, in Laramie. They beat Missouri in 2019, Virginia in 2007. There is enough fear in that team. For Texas Tech, I hope to be taking this seriously. You're 3,200 feet above Lubbock, Texas. That's not small. That's a lot. I live at elevation. Trust me, it makes a difference. But I think, I think this game's won in the first half. Mm-hmm. If we go to the half and it's a field goal or a touchdown game, look out. Look out. If we go to the half and tax up 21, this game's over. Yeah. This game's over. And I think Tyler Shook will come out and throw them to a win. Yeah, that's why. That's how I think you win this game if you're Texas Tech. You you get aggressive early and just get after them. I, I mean, again, this Texas Tech offense should be high-flying, down-the-field stuff. And, you know, I, I I have doubts about Wyoming's ability to stay with Texas Tech outside. I, 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 I am very confident Wyoming can hang with a team that runs the ball first. I, I have no doubt about that. You, if you're going to run against that front four, you're going to have a problem. You are going to have a problem. And I don't think Texas Tech is that team. Texas Tech is, hey, we're going to, you know, shotgun, West Coast, throw it down the field type stuff. And I think that, that that's the game plan. That's absolutely the game plan. And the only question is going to be, uh, you know, are they in sync? Is Texas Tech rolling to start the game? Or are we going to well, see a bunch of incompletions? Oh, it hit him in the hands instead of a completion. That's, you know, that that got Wyoming's defense off the field. Like, that's what I'm talking about in this game. It comes down to those kind of plays. The other thing you better not forget, and I know we haven't talked about it, but this is going to be Tech's offense versus Wyo's defense. Yeah. <laughs> Texas Tech's got some dudes on defense. Texas Tech, I think, I think the bigger question here is, will Wyoming score 10 points in this game? I don't know that they will because I don't think their offense it, – it's all well and good that Wyoming's defense may be able to hang with Tech's offense in the first quarter and a half of this game. But what does it matter if your offense can't leverage that? Yeah, seriously. It's not like Wyoming's defense is getting huge wins and the offense is going down and scoring six. That's not – the problem at Wyoming is they will not be able to score on Texas Tech. I don't believe – I don't believe – that Texas Tech will give up 14 points in this game. It's the one reason I think you can take Texas Tech to cover. Yeah. I think this is Texas Tech 31 to 10. Yeah. And it might be more than that. There's chance that Tech could score 50. But that Wyoming defense is really good. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah, see, that's where I'm like, okay, Wyoming's defense is not giving up 50. But I, I think anything in the... 30 to 40 point range is spot on. I I would have 
it, dude, if you said, hey, it's 38-17, no problem. No problem. I, I, that seems perfectly fine. 31-10, no problem, dude. But, but again, the problem is, as you've been pointing out, Tech's defense is good, too. So would anyone be surprised if there was a pick six in this game for the Tech defense? No. Wouldn't be surprised by that at all, right? So that's why I say, like, come out early, get shook in, get shook in rhythm, get some completions under your belt, and then let's start taking some shots. Let's start working down the field. Make those safeties back up. Because then once the safety is 20, 25 yards off the line of scrimmage, now we can start throwing underneath if we have to. And that's what I think you're going to see out of Texas Tech. Yeah, I like Texas Tech. I'm going 31-10. to 10. That's, it. That, that's what feels right. I'm going 31-10. That's, that's what I feel like. Uh, Jeff for 499. Am I missing something with OSU and Wazoo to Mountain West in regard to scholarship limits? You're not. Uh, B says Cal Chancellor on non-revenue sports like baseball, softball, volleyball, and soccer. ACC is interested in using Dallas as a hub. Aren't we all? <laughs> what are they going to play volleyball tournaments at the Omni hotel after the SEC moves out? They're no Nebraska, but they'll do, but they'll do. They'll do. Uh, John Teal for $2. Isn't Army independent? AAC needs to call them. Yeah, Army's not joining a conference. I don't think. But we'll see. Uh, let's get some Texas Tech predictions in here. Where are you guys at on Texas Tech and uh, Wyoming? Um, let's see. Patrick Boren. Wow. I was right on Utah and UCF. We wouldn't know because you didn't tell us. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't know. Elaine Tran says uh, Tech 49, Wyoming 21. Okay. Okay. Clint Mose, Beavs have a Wyoming edge rusher this year. He's a beast. OG Gary, 48-18 tech. I don't think. You got balls putting up 50 in Laramie. I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I I don't know how you how you do that. Um I ooh, I can't see him doing that. 31-17. 31-10. 31-10. 31-10. Uh, Patrick says ACC uh, must get in line behind the SEC who is behind the new 12 for a Dallas hub. You know. Uh, it's Tyler Shuck. Okay. Why, why do you say that? Uh, defense usually has the advantage early in the year. Yeah, but that offense is so good. Yeah. To, to, I think Shuck has a chance. I, I honestly think he could be the first quarterback off the board if he has that good of a year. Because he's going to be must-watch. With the receiving core they have in Lubbock, it, they, that offense is going to be amazing to watch week in and week out. It's why I think they're dark horses to win the, to win the Big 12. Can they stay healthy? That's the, <laughs> wow. that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. Um, and the other, the other thing, by the way, in this game, what do you guys, where are you guys at on the, uh, where are you guys at on the number? I think Tech covers the 14, but 50. I think you got to be on the under in this game. Because I, I think it's 31. Let's call it 35. How does Wyoming score 14 points? Oh, even if they score 14 points, that's only 49. I think you got to be on the under in this game. Yeah, I mean, for it to go over, Tech would obviously have to break 40. Yeah, I, I think I you got to be on the under. Yeah, I I would be surprised if Wyoming's defense was that incompetent. I, I I that defense is capable. I just think 
you know, again, we're not talking about them holding tech to 10 points. We're talking about, you know, hey, is it going to be 50 or is it going to be 30? And my inclination in week one would be, yeah, like 35, 38 points for tech. Wyoming is in that 10, you know. What does Shuck throw for, though? Are we are we looking at 330? Are we looking at like... Three. Uh, yeah, he's not going to flirt with like 350 or anything. I think 300. You yeah, 300. 300, yeah, because they're going to run the ball in the second half. They'll be way ahead. They'll run the ball in the second half. Yeah, I think you got to protect him against that defense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the under. 31-10, I think. Dude, if you're dude, if you're Texas Tech, you want nothing to do with a second half football game here. You you need to get control of this game in the first half. You need to be up by three touchdowns going to the half, and then you need to run your ass off in the second half. Yeah, and I, I think it's about 50-50 in Vegas on the over. Yeah. So, I, I'm going under. I'm I, think under. It, I think it's under. Yeah, I'm under on it. I'm yeah. under on it. James Knight says officially out of time. Uh, it's 1.41 a.m. Ooh, go to bed. Go to bed, bud. Sleep well, my guy. It's not what's not sh- shook. No, it's Tyler Shuck. Okay, we mispronounced I, I, his name. Did uh, I don't My think bad. I did. What? Maybe I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby says over. Elaine Tran says over. Uh, Patrick says, te- yes, Tech covers the 14, but 50 with the new clock issues. I don't think I, I'm under. Yeah. I'm under. I'm under. Salamini, SMU looking forward to vaulting up to 6th or 7th most-watched college football team in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Seriously. <coughs> Seriously. Uh, Bryce Martin, if our defense shits their offense down. Whoa, this is a family show, yeah, sir. Can you be a little nicer about it? Their, their defense will start to wear down and big plays will happen. Their defense isn't going to wear down. Their defense is ready. Mike Smith going over. Once the dam breaks, it's over. Oof. We'll see. We'll see. BU, Patrick Boren. I'll take tech with the points in the under. I agree. Um, Monty and Jake, can you all say Harris County in Southern Texas accent? Harris County. Harris County. Harris County. Hug them. Harris. You don't say Harris. It's Harris. Oh. You stop. You say Harris. Uh, Elaine Tran, Texas Tech will get four turnovers. Could uh, Very well could happen. Elaine says I'm over, really. So we're kind of the only ones on the over here. We're kind of the only ones. Ron Loney says shucks. See what he did there? Yeah, it's you know, it's shook, not shuck, shuck, not shook, whatever the hell it is. Agent 7, 000, uh, 57,000 says my virgin ears. Yeah, S- Since on. when? <laughs> Elaine Tran says, I'm from Harris County. Harris County. Harris County. Manar. Uh, let's get that line up. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get that line up to Colorado and TCU. Minus yeah, 20 and a half. Oh, man. 63 dude. and a half. Dude. Because it's garbage. 10 a.m. Fox on Saturday morning. Okay, so the question here is how much does TCU win by? Yes, it is. I love Dion. You guys know we're big fans of Coach Prime on the show. Yeah. I completely believe that this is a revamped, rebuilt, better, deeper, more quality roster coached by a better, more quality staff, and they're just not going to be nearly as good as as Texas Christian, Horned Sunny. Frogs, Sunny Dax. Um, I am all over TCU in this game. They're not going 13-2. and two. 
If Sonny gets to 10 wins, build the guy a statue. Yeah. But there is something that is very clear. That the Buffalo's offense is going to be fast. I think Shador Sanders is going to shock a lot of people with his quality. Yeah. Um, I think that the Colorado offense will throw haymakers at TCU's defense. And TCU will, will find themselves chasing a little bit. But the one thing that we've talked about all week on this show, Max Duggan, oh boy, ain't there anymore. What are they going to do? Well, they're not going to do anything because they've got Chandler Morris. And it's not like Chandler Morris is just some, you know, throwing guys like, oh, well, you know, we got to start somebody. Yeah, he seems mid. Yeah, who's that stats caper over there? Chandler, have him play catch. Don't play intramurals, brother. That's not what this is. Chandler Morris hurt his knee last year, so he was the guy. And he's back, and just like Texas Tech, he's got a ton of dudes on the outside. Yeah. And they're going to run the football at TCU. They're going to be able to control the clock, and they're also going to be able to answer with with big plays. Well, if you're if you're TCU in this game, isn't that the approach? I mean, again, you're you're at your place. You just want to establish control. We're going to come out, and let's see what Colorado can do against the run. Right, because again, that's the thing with Colorado right now. Right, this is the first, first ever with everything with Dion. So, hey, what does a Dion Sanders defense actually look like? Don't have tape, right? Don't have tape. So let's hand it off and let's see if they can stop the A gap. Okay, like I, that's where I would start. Ultimately, though, it's going to come down to just how long can Colorado slow down the run because you know that TCU is going to open it up, and when they open it up. That's when we're talking about, what, what did you say it was, 63 and a half or whatever the number is? Like, that's when we're talking about the over-under being in the 60s because TCU is going to be on offense far more than Colorado, and that's the hard part for Colorado, I think. One, you're taking the under in this game. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> Two, you know what? I, I uh, The thing that I'm really excited about, I think Deion Sanders is going to show you what they're going to look like next year. Because Dion knows that he's going to get very few opportunities to be the game. This is going to be one of the games this weekend. Yeah. We all want to see what Colorado looks like. Yeah. I think they're going to have big playability. They just won't have chemistry and consistency. It's almost impossible when you flip your rosters like that. Yeah. I think it's almost impossible. And TCU's very good. I feel like we're in this position with TCU where everybody is like, oh, well, they, their defense won't be as good. It will. And I think it'll be a little better. Oh, Max Duggan's in the league now. They ain't uh, got anybody. Hey, it's just... Because it's garbage. They're talented. Yeah. They're well coached. Yeah. They're experienced. But we're going to see Colorado make some plays. And if you're a TCU fan, you're just going to have to live through that. I love, t- I love this game going 35 37. Nah, it's 40 for sure. No, it's not. Yeah, I think it is. You shut your mouth. It's 40. Uh, 37 to, for I think Colorado scores 37 points. And I think TCU puts up 141. <laughs> no, I think this and is. kick a person when he's down. 37 17. Something like that. 37 17, 37 20. TCU covers and it goes under. 
I'm I'm yeah, I'm going forty seventeen. I think it's a forty spot for TCU. I so think, you're you're under as well. I'm under as well. Yeah, I just think that. I, look, I think TCU. The problem is, you know, Colorado's going to turn it over because, like you said, right? Colorado's offense isn't going to have this cohesiveness. You know, the way that, like, as an example, Utah did last night, right? Like, there's not going to be this sense of, hey, you know, we know that Florida is going to run a quarterback spy on Nate Johnson, so let's just run everybody to the left and let Nate work. Right, like you're not going to have that cohesiveness with your offensive line and your wide receivers and Shador. Like you're, you're not. That's not how it works, dude. Yeah. So I, I'm saying it's 40 because I think Colorado's going to turn it over. I think there's a good chance for a pick six in this game for sure, and or a fumble maybe when one of them's running. And that's why I think you're going to see uh, 40 out of TCU. And I think Colorado. If Colorado, I'll say this: If Colorado gets to 20 points, Dion should be proud. Dion should be damn Prime. proud if they got the 20 points. Prime. Um, but I think it'll be 40-17. I, I, I can't go with you on that. 40-14, 40-17, something I, like that. I can't, I can't go with you on that. I'm uh, excited about TCU's offense, but I think that I want to be careful not to be too high on what I think Dion's team can do. But I'm a big believer in Shador. I think they, can, they will – I'm not going to say they'll control the clock. Right, but I think there's a real opportunity here for them. I think there's a real opportunity for them to kind of mitigate the damage that TCU's offense can do. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to be so plotting and methodical, but I love I love TCU's offense, but we'll see. Boss Frog over on the sixty three and a half. Damn, and you know TCU way better than I do. New OC has been known to light up scoreboards, true. Uh, Ask Baylor in Arkansas. I don't disagree with you, but I think Colorado's going to have the ball too much yeah, for TCU to go, for this game to go over the number. Yeah, the, the over-under is not about thing. TCU. It's about Colorado. Colorado's not good enough to push this game over 63.5. Uh, Tori says people are way too high on Colorado. I don't get it. Their talent. They're talent. He's got real football players, and he has – if we learned anything at Jackson State, it's that he can take guys who didn't know how to play football and make them real football players. His Deion Sanders has a coaching staff that is one of the best in the country. Yeah. And I, I think he's got talent, and Shador Sanders is not playing because he's Deion's kid. That, that he, is, he is legit. Conference Commissioner Gumby, if TCU wins, it will be one of their few. What do you mean? I think TCU's going to be – I think TCU's fine. They're going to backslide off a of 13, but who wouldn't? Who would, Georgia's going to backslide, but who wouldn't? I, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're absolutely going to be, going to be fine, in yeah. my opinion. Under the 63-and-a-half. Elaine Tran says Colorado 28, TCU 56. Man, I, I, I'm going to look like an idiot on these. Uh, Boss Frog says, guess I'm an idiot. No, I'm the idiot, clearly. <laughs> um, OG Gary, Peg Leg Sanders ain't winning this game. Peg all, Leg Sanders, all, dude. All prime, no Amazon. <laughs> Bro, Peg Leg, let's go easy on Buddy. It's walking boot, okay? All prime, no USDA. I like TCU, boss. So do I. I'm high on TCU. Colorado with no chemistry or consistency will get walloped by TCU. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And donuts. Colorado will be far worse than Florida. I'm not ready to say. I think if Shador Sanders was a quarterback at Florida, I think they have a chance to win that game last night. Because he's elusive and he throws the football. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, Bryce Martin, boss frog, yes, but they have so many new guys in the in a new system. Agreed. I think that's yeah. certainly Growing pains. Mike Smith, buffs all new roster, take time to gel. Curious how many penalties and turnovers. Could absolutely be. Uh, um, Emiliano Zapata, it's Coach Prime, gentlemen. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Uh, Max Duggan. Got cut in the NFL last I checked. <laughs> why do you get, why are you an asshole? I knew today would be shitty. <laughs> like, why are you an asshole? Like, there's no, who cares? He was phenomenal at TCU. But he almost won him a championship. Listen dude. to me. Listen guys, to guys, me. guys. I am telling you right fucking now. Max Duggan got cut in the NFL. TCU's going to suck. Because it's garbage. What? Tanner's on brand. James Knight, you're upsetting your major shareholder, Boss Frog, money. No, it's, you know. Boss Frog, responding uh, to the fellas, take the over. Those teams are going to light up the scoreboard. Okay. We'll see, man. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe we're discounting the uh, Colorado offense too you much. You want to bet some Bob steak and chops on the over-under? Maybe. Maybe we should. All right. Uh, final lock, LSU. Florida State, Orlando, 5.30 p.m. ABC. LSU's a two-point favorite, 56.5, the number. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the question, and I, I and I think this is one of those things where, where you and it's a legitimate question. Who do you guys think is the better football coach, Brian Kelly or Mike Norvell? Brian Kelly. I think Brian Kelly's a better football coach. Yeah. I think this is going to be really close. Yeah. I think the problem for FSU is LSU's got a bunch of hosses up front. Yeah. LSU's defensive front. I was reading Dude. I was reading the 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 scouting report on their defensive line. Just go outside. <laughs> no A or B gap. Fuck it. Yeah. We're we're we're, we're running sweeps. pitch, dude. We're running sweeps. Yeah, sweeps, please. It's over. Um I the only the only thing that gives you hope. The only thing that gives you hope is that you can throw the football. Jordan Travis is a Swiss Army knife at quarterback. He has got a ton of talent outside, so I think they're going to try and be explosive. Right. Johnny Wilson is your dude. Jake is a yeah, yes, I know you love him. I do. He's six seven and he's not coverable. Yeah, it's tough. You cannot tackle him with one guy. He's the guy when it's third and seven and you need one. He's the guy you're going to because even if he's got two on him, you can still throw it over both of those guys and he'll be fine. And I think Keon Coleman is one of the best transfers in the country. Yeah, that guy is a 40, 50, uh, 50 catch guy. And. The thing that I wonder is, who's better, the receiving core at Florida State or a dominant secondary at LSU? I, I think, I, I I don't know, man. I think Jaden Daniels is going to have, have to have himself a game to win this for LSU. I think that, that, look, there's no doubt about it. This is the game of the weekend, in my opinion. This is the one where you're like, hey, this is, this is the big-time football we all 
come to love, but but I just I, I don't know. It's really hard. This is a toss up. It's very it's a very opinionated game because you could easily sell me on, hey, LSU has size. LSU has Brian Kelly. LSU has a quarterback that's been around the block. But like, did but 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 didn't Jaden Daniels make the offensive line at LSU worse last year? How do you mean? They there there has been a lot of talk about how much LSU's offensive line struggled. Not something Brian Kelly football teams are used to. Mm-hmm. Because Jaden Daniels did not run the plays that were called. He would look at one read and then he'd roll the pocket or he'd take off running. And I think Jaden Daniels is is a better guy for being in the system another year. Now, I don't believe this shit about him being a Heisman Trophy guy. He's not. Stop with that. He's not a Heisman Trophy candidate. But Jaden Daniels has arm talent. Brian Kelly has supposedly put a lot of time and effort into stay in the pocket, run the play, throw the football. Mm-hmm. If Jaden Daniels does that, I think LSU is going to win by 10. Mm-hmm. But he's never been that guy. It's why he he did not stay at Arizona State because Herm was a pro-style guy. I have to go with... I have to go with LSU because I think their line plays better. Defense and offense. I have to think LSU's offensive line will be more cohesive and, and more in sync. I'm taking LSU to win the game. And it feels to me something along the lines of a 31-28 style win. I think that Florida State, I believe, is, isn't Florida State. Do we have them at 2-2? Two, two. LSU at 2. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I need to check the line on that because I'm looking at BetMGM. Yeah. And BetMGM has LSU. So I want to double check this line real quick. Um, yeah, I, it should be LSU minus two. LSU minus two. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a camping world in Orlando. I, I, I think I'm going LSU to win and cover. I think LSU wins by a field goal. Yeah, you know, looking back at at Jane Daniels' game logs in that overtime game against Alabama, he wasn't exactly scintillating. No, he wasn't. Now, again, you know, tokens for, hey, it was Alabama, it was Nick Saban's defense, overtime game, 32-31, okay, great. You know, you pull, pull the rabbit out of the hat. But I, I look at this kind of game, I don't know. I, I guess I just expect LSU to win this game because – Jaden Daniels has played in big games. He's been here before. It's not his first time. Like, if you're not the guy, it'll show in this game. You'll turn the football over. You will lose the game for your team. But I don't think he's that guy. I think he will win the game for his team. I think that Brian Kelly is a better head coach than Mike Norvell. I think LSU is more established than FSU. I think there's a reason LSU was pushing the SEC last year. Like, this is, like, you know, if we're going to give FSU credit... We need to not forget that LSU plays in the SEC, not the weak-ass ACC. So I would say, yes, LSU is the way to go. I would say they win by a touchdown. I don't think it's a field goal game. I think they win by a touchdown. Last game, not a lock. Here on the Monty Show, where all of our college football is presented by our friends at Bucked Up Energy, buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty20 to get 20% off it purchase i think one of the most important games of this weekend is houston and utsa yes it is donovan smith is he ready now if you're a tech fan you know donovan smith well Mm -hmm. so utsa is this team that i think has to be able to stop houston's offense 
And I don't believe that UTSA's defense is anything special. Somebody explain to me why I should think that Donovan sucks. Somebody explain that to me. Because I have... I... I want Houston to win this game. Mm -hmm. But I don't trust Donovan Smith. I don't trust Donovan Smith. And... I think UTSA will, will come out flying. I think I think UTSA is going to lead in the first half. I think UTSA will have the lead at the half. Damn. I do. Why? Because I think I think UTSA is that team that nobody talks about and I think they're really good. Mhm. But I am a Dana Holgerson believer. Yeah, I was going to say dude, Dana Holgerson is known for having a prolific passing attack. Like, I'm not talking about, like, just okay. Like, get the ball down the field, and we're running route trees to do that. Like, so I I don't know. If Donovan Smith and Lucas Coley battled for this job, and Donovan Smith won the job. Donovan Smith won the job. And and I look at this, and, and I'm like, hey, if Dana Holgerson's a passing guy and Donovan Smith won the job, then that just is what it is. Donovan Smith is your best at that point. So... I highly doubt that Dana Holgerson's going to make a bunch of red-ass comments about other teams and then have a poor showing in week one against UTSA. If this game was not at home, I would take UTSA. Wow. This is a fourth-quarter game. It's in Houston. Houston will win, but will Donovan Smith be the unquestioned number one after the final whistle? When this game's over, Will Donovan Smith have cemented himself as Houston's quarterback? Yeah, what you don't like about Donovan Smith is last year he threw for 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. But That's a problem. He Last year was a different year. Last year was a different year. I think, I think when I look at Donovan Smith, he has got big playability, and he's going to need it. I think they're going to go into the half and make adjustments, as Dana always does. And I think they're going to come out, and they're going to punch you in the face in the third quarter. Houston will. And then Donovan's going to make big plays and big throws. And then you're going to have to execute in the fourth quarter, and that's why I'm questioning Donovan Smith. And I think everybody that's a Tech fan, you're going to know this. Yeah. Donovan Smith has got to execute for him to be elite, and I don't know that he does. I don't know that he does. And I know that everybody's on. uh, Look at the comments. Uh, Houston at home? Yeah, no. Houston wins a nail-biter. No, that game's in Houston. Yeah. Wait, that game's in Houston. Am I getting that wrong? Oh, it's in Houston. No, that game's in Houston. Yeah. That game's in Houston. So on FS1. Yeah. Are they uh are there really Cougars in Houston? All over the place. Renato, UTSA will win. Ron Loney, UTSA all day. Elaine Tran, love your blue uniforms. Oh my god, the Euler throwbacks. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's will nice. be amazing. Houston will absolutely not win Renato's. <laughs> Harry Austin, UTSA by 10. See, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I don't know. Could be wrong. I'm an idiot. James Knight, any non-sports talk this morning? Do you jerks need to pack? No, we're packed. We will. Have- <laughs> Give me a minute. Trust me. There's a, there's yeah, a Mc- pack for yeah. you. Uh, there's, a, there's a McDonald's lawsuit. Stick around. Elaine Tran, Donovan looks like Vince Young. We'll see. We'll see. 6'5". Uh, Lance Johnson, Houston runaway in the third quarter and wins by two plus TDs. Wow, somebody's with me. I'm with you. Bless up. <laughs> I'm with you. 
Harry Austin. Houston is not as good. Uh, they lost so much talent while UTSA brought a majority back. Rowdy runner, OT game. Robert, UTSA by four. Look at this, you guys. Paxton, 34-31 UTSA. Harry Austin, and I agree in glorious punt with the W versus Cal. Okay. Ronaldo, uh, Renato, meep, meep. Roadrunner fan. Bias. Uh, Matthew Golden is real, Elaine Tran says. Kaner and BYU will put up 50 against your mom's sewing circle. Let's talk about, you know. Uh, the Oilers unis are pretty cool. They are sick, dude. Yeah. They are sick. Uh, Delaric, there are cougars in Houston, just not the animal type. Hey, now. You know. Yeah. Al Bundy. Hello, Al. House Peg. The only three teams among FBS programs to win more games than UTSA since the start of 21, Georgia. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We get it, dude. We get UTSA it. is 23 and five in that span. We get it. Cyclone Steve, 35, 18 tech. Ooh. Okay. Uh, McCluskey guys, 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 UTSA by 13. Also Cal has four NFL quarterbacks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Hurry up. Those are our locks I'm floating. Are you go yeah, ahead? Let's go. Go ahead. Um, let's talk about McDonald's and their, their $1 menu lawsuit. So non-sports stories of the day. Presented by the Monty program. Uh, where are you guys at on the McDonald's dollar menu? Because this is the question about snack food, fast food. So McDonald's has a dollar menu. Uh, McDonald's doesn't offer anything for sale that's a dollar. <laughs> and they haven't for a long time. So there's a class action lawsuit now because, well, of course there is. Against McDonald's. For having menu items on a dollar menu that aren't a dollar. First of all, here's my question. Who the who still eats at McDonald's? I haven't had McDonald's in years. Like, when's the last time you had a Big Mac? Now, McDonald's fries, I guess people love them. I don't, I am not a partaker. B, how much fast food are you guys eating? That's the real question to me. I don't eat much fast food. Now, last night we went to the Habit Burger and I had a veggie patty. Yes, I had an Impossible Burger from The Habit, and they're amazing. But I don't really eat that much fast food. So Jake and I battle on this pretty much every day we go to the truck stop. Um, Jake loves the truck stop breakfast burrito. I do not. I don't eat them. How much fast food are you eating? I would say on average, and if we're throwing Jersey Mike's into this, if we're throwing Chipotle, I probably eat Chipotle once a week. So if that's fast food. But like typical Burger King, McDonald's, Culver's, Whataburger, probably twice a week for me, Max. How much fast food are you guys eating? And is it something that you're married to? Is it something that you love? I don't love fast food. The funny thing is, and I know you're probably tired of hearing me talk about bucked up and losing weight. I've lost so much weight, in my opinion, because I don't near, get as much sodium as I used to when I was eating McDonald's breakfast sandwiches every day or when we would go and get a burger once a week or if you go to Burger King you get a double stacker right like that used to be my diet and I had way more sodium lost a ton of weight not doing that the other thing about McDonald's is look at all the soda you drink when you go to McDonald's so one it's terrible for you so how much fast food are you eating because I think on the regular we are probably once or twice a week at most uh-huh how much fast food do you think you eat 
Depends on the week. But yeah, once or twice a week. Something like that. Yeah. Is that is that real or are you too No, that's real. No, I think it's I think when I think about fast food, I try to stay away from burgers as much as I can, even though they're one of my favorite things to eat. Yes. You know, I but I try to stay away from them. Um, I think, yeah, I probably eat Chipotle once or twice a week. You know, which I t- technically is fast food. But so. that's the thing. Okay, so if we're counting Chipotle, yeah, it's twice a week for me. Yeah, because I we usually wind up at Chipotle yeah. once a week for lunch. Yeah, and then I'll have brown rice, black beans, pico, and chicken. Yeah, I would say the last. Two, three weeks, I've been pretty good. I've only been eating when we go to Chipotle or... Well, like I said, last night we had Habit Impossible Burgers. Yeah. But that's really it. My wife yesterday for lunch, Jake and I went golfing with our friend uh, up at Canyons. And I was driving home and she's like, hey, are you hungry? I'm making turkey burgers for lunch. Yeah. I went home and had a turkey burger, no bun, lettuce, tomato, onion. It was amazing. Right. That's generally what I've been eating. I had turkey, ground turkey, you know, 93-7 turkey, like two days for lunch this week. I just don't eat a lot of that stuff anymore. And I think it makes a difference. It does absolutely make a difference. You know, like it it just, it's one of those things. Kaufman, F, McDonald's, I can't stand it. I eat fast food maybe once every two weeks. Wow, nice. I used to say we're balling on a McDonald's budget. Fast food has priced us out. Aren't isn't that the truth? Yeah, it's gotten so expensive, dude. Oh my and god, I really don't yes. Understand it? Yes. Roundabout. On average, I eat fast food about once a week. Okay. Uh, James Knight. Yeah, the food is bad, but the soda is the kicker. I I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. McCluskey. I'm about the same. Usually once or twice a week. Red iguana is a staple, but that's not fast food. Yeah, that's not fast food, dude. That's dining. Love red iguana so much. Yeah. Um, eating Pancheros right now. Thank you, Daniel says. I like it. You know what's funny, though? I walked into the truck stop this morning. I, it was probably, I think it was, I know what time it was. It was 5.51. Yeah. And there was a lady buying a large fountain Dr. Pepper, full sugar Dr. Pepper. And she had a big ass bag of flaming hot Cheetos. <coughs> So I walked in, and I, I go to the truck stop because they have pellet ice. I fill up my water every There's morning. nothing like fountain water. Nothing like it with pellet ice. Good. I I grab a bucked up cherry candy because yeah. that's the thing that I usually get when I'm there. Yeah. Because now I have all this Miami, but I'm a cherry candy guy, and I screw you, Mike Maples. Maples <laughs> is the one who turned me on to cherry. It's so good. Yeah. Um. I walk out of the truck stop after I paid and she is sitting in her car eating flaming hot Cheetos. And I promise you, she was in a, one of those like uh, new Ford, the smaller Maverick. Ford pick Mavericks. She was in one of those Ford Mavericks. So you can see the cup. I'm telling a quarter of that Dr. Pepper was gone and she was pounding Cheetos. Yeah. And I thought to myself, man, old you would would have been like, hey, can I have a couple Cheetos? Yeah. How are you eating that at 5.50 in the morning? People know what they like. I'm not. I'm never doing that. We we were joking with each other this week about, because Jake will go to the truck stop and get, he'll generally bring me a Snickers bar. I'm like, dude, you got to stop doing that. That's the only added sugar I ever eat. Yeah. And fast food, fa- I'm telling you, fast food is absolutely It's awful death. for you, yeah. I- I'm telling you. It's not great. Um, Chipotle is God tier and healthy. 
Why, Gary? It's God. Why do you do this? In God's name, image, and likeness. Stop it. Uh, Lance Johnson, isn't uh, Chicks fast food? Yes. Super Chicks is fast food. I love it. Um, Christian, a large Burger King Coke is 460 calories. And think about the sugar that's in that. Yeah. That's the thing. Now, that's the thing that's killing us. Yeah. When I, when we go to LA, I don't the box think, is on the menu. Though. I don't think it is. Come on, dude. We don't have time. We're going on vacation to be stressed about the clock. Time. I are we going to Taco Surf? Yeah. I don't think we are. Why? When are we going to go? At some point. Okay. So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh Patrick Bourne, Coke Zero fan. I don't drink. I'm t- diet soda is killing you. Raider Mark, breakfast tacos at truck stop now for me. Is that fast food? It is. Yes. It is. It is. Salamini, if you switch from hamburgers to gator burgers, is much more healthy for you. I'll work on it. <laughs> Salamini, shut up. Gator burgers, bro. Guys, 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 guys. So if you slow smoke the gator. Where is the Italian? Do I have to catch the gator on my own? Uh, Elaine Tran, months I haven't had fast food. Let's go. Yeah, uh, three Big Macs and a diet soda. LOL. But Terrible even the Big Mac, I like, and that is not great for you. But but like, hear me out. The Big Mac has gotten smaller. the mm. The value of the Big Mac is not what it once Who was. Who got sued for having the smaller Burger King? Burger King. Burger King. So let me get this right. Burger King's getting sued, and McDonald's is getting sued. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Brandon Butler, Teddy Wayman is currently booking a flight to Houston to go cougar hunting. Hey, Teddy Wayman's my guy. Yeah, I love him, man. I love that dude. Hey, by the way, you guys, real quick before I forget this. Um, on a serious note, Brady Papinga's son passed away. His little boy. If you could please get on Twitter and tweet at Brady Papinga. There is a tweet he put out um, thanking everybody about 16 hours ago about Julius passing away. I can't imagine what that's like. If you guys could please get on Twitter and tweet, or I'm sorry, X, and tweet at Brady Papinga, that would be great. He is a really good dude. I love Brady as a dude. He is a machine as a human being. Please tweet at him and just say, hey, we're thinking about Monty. Even if you just say the Monty show is thinking about you. Maybe that's what we do. Everybody tweet at him and say the Monty show is thinking about you. Yeah. Brady is a really quality dude. His wife is fantastic. Tweet at Brady Papinga. It's just at Brady Papinga. P-O-P-P-I-N-G-A. Brady Papinga. I don't know what we're thinking about him. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby. What a what a burger double, though. Yes. Uh, back. What are you talking about, man? Uh, uh, Wendy's. Best fast food burger. Yes. Dave's double. But. Again, Fat Monty wants to say that the double stacker at Burger King. Yeah. Two of those, bomb. Or a Dave's double. Yeah. No carb turkey burger. I love no carb turkey burgers. Uh, McCluskey, when I'm hardcore training for Spartans, dude, you're such a savage. <laughs> guys, 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 you want a Spartan sticker <laughs> for the back window? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, 58.7. Yeah, 13.9. <clears throat> I don't eat fast food. You can totally tell a difference. It just shreds you. But you're a, you're a ripped dude anyway. Yeah. He came up to Canyons and kicked the shit out of us golfing the other week. Oh, shit. 
I'm just like, get out. He's like, man, I suck at golf. Dropping, flicking darts down the middle of the fairway. Jerk. Uh, Patrick Boren, my wife makes Pakistani-flavored ground turkey. Why would you bring that up? So good. Uh, Tarrant County, SMU, boy. Bucky's food. Ooh, everybody says Bucky's has food. Yeah. Sad how uh, Monty went from four fried chickens and a Coke to Chipotle twice a week. Yeah, man. I love chicken sandwiches. I, I'm the super chicks, dude. You hand super me a super chicks, chicks dude. Raising Cane's is oof. Is that good or bad, Renato? I, I'm not a Raising Cane's guy. Stop, Lance. God. He says Bavkada. Bacavo. <laughs> I hate that. Bacavo. Juicy. Ah, regular ass Dr. Pepper. She had it. And I, you know, like at the truck stops now, like the cups are yay tall. You ought to know you bought it. Dude, she filled that thing up. Utah jizz. Not when we're talking about food, dude. Uh, any food I eat is consumed fast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Lee Jensen. I can't help myself if there's a juicy burger. Mm-hmm. Juicy. Uh, is Monty mugging people for their fries? I would. I mean, I'm a fr- French fry dude, guy. I, right now, while the show's going, I would smash a burger. <sighs> Five guys. Uh, boring. Gotta say, I like the Lay's Stack Buffalo Wing Ranch flavored chips. Dude, stop. You gotta get stroked. What did I ever do to you that you want to hurt me like this? Patrick's bringing up like all of the best stuff, dude. Yeah. I had... Amongst fast food type shit. Don't lie to me. We had Cool Ranch Doritos oh the other day. Oh my god, dude, bro, stay hard. Yeah, dude. Like I, man, dude. I'm so bricked up right now. Yeah, dude. Like, come on. What a burger breakfast on a bun ranchero with bacon. Never had it. Tarrant County. Never had it. The combo. James. <laughs> James Knight. I hope you hit that fat drop on the Cheeto Lady, Monty. I thought it. Fat. And the Cheeto lady. Fuck, I hope my wife is not listening. She hates when I do this. You're so fucked. I'm a carb-eating motherfucker. (laughs) But you know what she looks like. The lady with the Dr. Pepper and the Flaming Hots this morning. Cheeto lady. You know what Cheeto Cheeto lady. And it's... The stereotype is the stereotype for a reason. I'm trying not to be a jerk. I'm truly not. I'm trying not to be a jerk. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby. Hey, you going to eat that? Hey, boy. (laughs) Uh, Hey, hey, excuse me, ma'am. You going to finish them Cheetos? This is Harris County. Can I get a sip of that Dr. Pepper, please? (laughs) Hey, ma'am. Roll that window down, sweetheart. How do you, could you even imagine doing that? Hey, uh, she's like sitting in her car on X, Xing at someone, and you roll up to the window and you're like knocking on the window. What are you doing, Elaine? I'm a sucker for rum raisin ice cream, bro, dude. That sounds so good. Yeah, I love ice. My wife, bless her, she is such a good cook. And she cooks like super healthy stuff now. 
Unbelievable. Stop soda entirely. Best decision I, I made for my health. Yeah, Corey. Haven't had it in over 10 years. I haven't even had a sip. The worst thing I do is I will drink like Minute Maid lemonade, which is the same thing. It's full of sugar. But I try to like dilute it, but I still drink Well, it. that's the issue, isn't like it? Like maybe once a month. Maybe once a month. All right, a couple more, and then we got to get out of here because uh, I actually have to catch a flight. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, no, stop. Stop, Gumby. Dude. No, Wendy's is not better than five guys. Dude. Salamini. Chicago is suing car makers because cars are being stolen in their city. Mm. Don't get me started on my hometown. Patrick Borden, I do like an In-N-Out burger once a month or a quarter. Don't. They suck. They're overrated. They're, they're so overrated. Better than Wendy's. They're, they're, well, they're overrated. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, James Knight. Monty, you should uh, be proud of your weight loss journey. Good for you, my guy. I've tried, you guys. And if it wasn't for Bucked Up, I, you guys don't care about this. Just a warning. We golfed with our friend Spencer yesterday. And he took a picture of us on the green at 17, I think it was. And I actually looked skinnier in that picture. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was really surprised, like looking at the picture mm -hmm. uh, and it's a terrible picture. I'm just telling you, but Zach took this, uh, my guy, Zach Spencer golfed with us yesterday at, Can at Canyons. And he took a picture of us on the golf course on the green at 17. And I looked at it and I was like, well, that's pretty amazing. I actually don't hate this picture of myself and I hate pictures of myself mm -hmm. i'm i'm that and of course it's a stupid apple picture so i can't show you um but i i hate pictures of myself and i looked at that picture i was like dude that's actually a decently you're not a fat just, just screenshot that picture that's thank you no no, no on your computer that's what i can't yeah, you can how go down in the bottom left corner go down to the finder hold on anyway the point is <laughs> you guys um i was actually pretty happy with that picture and it was, it, it was, I don't know if gratifying is the word. Gratifying is probably too dramatic. But it was actually gratifying mm -hmm. to see that picture and to see that it, it was something that I liked. If I could ever get the frickin' picture to pop up on my computer. <laughs> here, <laughs> There's a picture of us. Yeah. And I was like actually kind of thrilled um, that... I don't look I, like I have lost a lot of inches. I think a lot of people don't understand. Like I, I the clothing I have on there is falling off of me. Like, can the, you measure it? It's amazing. And a lot of it is bucked up. I would put 80% of it on my wife cracking the whip on me. 50% um, of it on using bucked up products. Cause I absolutely am not nearly as hungry as I used to be. They're bars, their proteins, buck shots, their energy drinks make a huge difference for me. Um, but I look at that picture right there and it just makes a huge difference that I am thinner in that picture. I feel better in that picture. Um, it just, it's just one of those things where when you actually start understanding the things that you're doing to yourself, you can actually say, Hey, I'll make that change. But anyway, I say that, um, because I think it matters 
that you feel good about yourself. Because mm. when you feel bad about the way you look, there's there's nothing worse than getting dressed. I have been in a position where I've said to myself, man, I hate every the way I look in every piece of clothing I own. Mm-hmm. In every piece of clothing, I hate the way I look. Right. There, I actually don't hate the way I look. And I wish I had golfed better. Yeah. I didn't. But my point is, yeah. it, it, it is a journey, and I still have... I still have a lot of weight I want to lose, but yeah, I, it's not easy to do it. You guys No, it's not, it's not easy to do it. All right. I guess that's it. Yeah. And donut says looking sharp money. Thanks for the golf money as always. Um, money team lean or team thin team squat. No, you know, I'm kidding. Uh, Nicholas Bowman. I played that course. It's canyons and it's amazing. Yeah, it is canyons. And it's $70 for Utah residents right now. Yep. You can go play a world-class golf resort for $70 up at Canyons in Park City. Bomb. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Hitting the three iron or hitting the three wood on the third hole. You know. Elaine Tran says, don't use a golf cart at Canyons. You have to. Yeah. You know. OG Gary says, see you all next week. Indeed you will. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Go live your best life this weekend, you guys. Tweet at Brady Papinga. Send him love. Thinking about you, Brady. Um, but go live your best life enjoy every moment of it go love your kids go love your wife go love your husband go love your family and if you happen to find yourself in the unfortunate position of being in an, in an accident get to theadvocates.com chat with an attorney live online where you never have to pay the advocates out of pocket costs you nothing up front to work with the advocates you don't pay unless and until they win your case you guys are amazing fucking right 30,000 subs love you see you Monday on, or no, see you t- until Tuesday. Say goodbye. Jake. Goodbye, Jake.